0: Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Munsoor, and I'm joined, as always, by my liquor-wearing co-host, Alexander Volch. Say hello. It's too hot for sleeves. It's very, very... Oh, my God, it's so hot. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new uh, discography per episode. And today, we'll be discussing every album by... The Jesus Lizard. Oh, boy. Big, big ep to big ep, dude. Y'all been waiting for it. This is requested by fucking everybody. It's also... One of my favorite bands of all time since I was a kid. Uh, This is such a fucking big deal to me. This is like, this is up there. We're like top five uh, episodes. Nice. I've been, uh, I can't even, it's taken 142 episodes to cover them. Uh, But uh, you know, you don't have to blow your load too early. It took, it took us 93 to cover Slint.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. This is a wild ride where how the way we end up doing bands
0: so. especially bands that we want to do or that we 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 start the, the fucking podcasting like oh, i want to cover this band like three and a half years later like okay yeah uh, it's time uh so this is yeah this is a cr- question by pretty much everyone uh that's, that's a long-time listener of ours it's also it could also be uh taken as a patreon poll pick because uh alec who requested steely dan <laughs> he also threw them in in his his pool of requests Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, if you're on Patreon, you get to request artists for us. And well, your first pick gets picked immediately and it gets put on the schedule, but everything else gets put in our pool and then we, we pick it out as we see fit. Uh, this, to be fair, would have been picked regardless, <laughs> regardless but it's it doesn't hurt. That it no. was also really asked for by people. But anyway, uh, before we get into all the stuff, all the stuff, all the stuff, if you want to support us, support us. Please like the video. If you like it, dislike it. If you, you know, go. don't dislike it. I'm not even going to give you that option. It's no longer an option. Do not dislike it. Leave comments if you want. Leave your picks for best and worst. If you want to do that, subscribe, tell friends, yada, yada, yada. You can find a, a Spotify playlist on the GS Lizard link in the description. We have a place associated with pretty much every episode. You can find all those at every, every dot com and like we just said patreon baby patreon.com slash every album ever you go there you get a bunch of bonus episodes you get a super duper early access to the loose ends episodes uh, discounts all our merch you get to see our schedule in advance you get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next and uh, the current poll is looking real good to me Mm. current poll I'm very pleased with the way it's moving I hope it doesn't move too differently (laughs) because I like where it's at right now front runner (laughs) I like the front runner but we don't know we don't know until everybody votes and i don't even know when that is a few weeks i don't fucking know uh and all yeah if you're tier two if you're bigger than jesus uh then you can request artists for us that is the only way we will cover artists that you request us there's just too many for us to cover and even these requests these patreon requests are backed up months so uh if you want that go there please and thank you and uh big big news alex big day today What's that? Today is the day my That's fucking EP finally out after. Oh my god, it's been <laughs> such a nightmare. <laughs> it's finally out. Pander Monkey self titled my EP, my solo project. Yada, blah 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 yada. I've been working on this fucking thing for. It's like, oh my god, it's just just annoying. I'm, I know. You've been you've been talking about it for a long time. Hurdles, just little stupid hurdles. Having to wait on things that don't shouldn't take that long. Having to redo things because it did like just things didn't work out the, the right way. So I got to, uh, oh. Uh. but either way I'm proud of it. I think it's very good. It's out now. It's finally out now. Uh, you can find it on all the, all the places, Spotify, Apple music, blah, blah, blah. You can, there's a, if you want to really be super duper cool, you can support me on Bandcamp. Uh, there's links to all that in the description. It's uh yeah, it's a labor of love. I've been making music my whole life. And, uh, this is the first thing that I've made where I'm like, All right. All right. I'm proud of that. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. I had no, at least creatively, no, nobody standing in my way. Nobody, uh, shitting on me. (laughs) Uh, that's not true. But I I didn't, well, I did I did work with, I did shit on myself quite a bit, but it uh, it was also like, uh, the most important thing was I was able to take my time with the writing of it. A lot of it was recorded as I was writing it. So if I didn't like something and it just nagged at me, I could just redo it. And it was nobody was nobody was there to complain or nobody was there to be bothered by me taking extra time. It was a, it was just I didn't stop until it felt right. And nice, that's, that's the whole EP. Nice, it's, uh, it's four songs, twenty three minutes. It is uh, beefy songs, but they're uh, they're not too crazy. Um, Yeah, if you like post-rock, if you like uh, noise rock, if you like uh, a ton of layers of of instruments and violins and big giant guitars, and yeah, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Godspeeds. Godspeeds. Yeah, a little more vocals and Godspeeds, a little less. (laughs) Uh, There's some ambient stuff, but please give it a shot. Thank you, please, and thank you. Uh, I think that's it for that. Um, The Jesus Lizard. Yes, sir. Now, prior
1: history with you. Uh, I like them, and I realize I know very little about them. And then I was like, "Oh boy, this is gonna be one where Mike is doing a lot of the heavy lifting here." A-, a little bit, at least. A lot of stuff is this kind of pepper. You know, I feel like they this kind of kept their their noses to the ground, and you know, we got our we got our history guy, but uh. But yeah, for the most part, just like David Yao was a madman, you know. We uh, was,
0: is, will I, always I, I be. be. Yeah, it's uh, the the greatest.
1: We covered Scratch Acid, we did cover
0: Scratch Acid, which I was insistent that we cover them before this because chronology. Yep, <laughs> but uh, check out that episode, by the way. It's super fun, a fucking great band, also. And it's yeah, h- half of Scratch Acid, or rather, uh, never mind, that, that's not how math works. There was, <laughs> there was five people in scratch acid no four no it is half scratch acid i'm thinking there's two guitars (laughs) for some reason i'm an idiot half a scratch acid is also half of the Jesus lizard but uh yeah fucking goddamn so i i this was one of those life-changing bands (laughs) for me this is this is one so i i uh I think i was 12 when i discovered jesus discovered and say that like i didn't really discover them i i was introduced to scratch acid and through scratch acid i i i kind of stumbled on a jesus lizard and uh one interesting thing our history guy tom osman by the way if you follow our history dude tom uh tom osman sounds on facebook instagram and twitter he does a lot of work for us he's very good at what he does uh and also with Substack, he writes about music um, TomOsman.substack.com and he also makes music and he's also very good at it. and that's uh, so much for All In Day's work which you can find on Bandcamp, Spotify, all the places. There's links in the description for that too. Check him out. Um, uh, he compiled interviews from fucking Mark Prindle which That's that's your boy. That's right? my boy dude. I, yeah. I brought him up in the party like uh, forever ago but this dude and his old, old ass record reviewing site is how I found not just the Jesus Lizard, but so many of my fucking favorite life-changing bands. He's his website is how I learned to write. Yeah. Like, because I, I read so much that I just figured out grammar and like, like I that, I didn't learn shit from school. I learned it from this jackass making jokes and, and reviewing albums. And he's uh, super hilarious and, and really, really great taste in music. And the most obscure shit too, like there are bands that I w- like to this day, I have no idea how I could ever find them if it were not for his website, like the heroin cheeks, which is, you know, the singer from the cows, his band afterward never would have found the heroin cheeks. Mm-hmm. And they're one of my favorite bands of all time. And that's pretty much how I found Jesus lizard. I didn't even know that David Allen, David Sims had a band after scratch acid until reading it on his website, even though I knew scratch acid. Yeah. So I see that I'm like, Oh, wait a minute there's more there's more of this and i consult my brother robert who many of you know from our many episodes that that he's been on and he said uh oh yeah yeah they're around (laughs) (laughs) and we had this weird fucking like communist system growing up it's not even exactly how how to describe it but it was really like almost uh authoritative where you had to quote-unquote reserve the albums you wanted to buy <laughs> because <laughs> it was in the days of buying CDs and albums. So God forbid two people in the same household own own the same CD. It could not be done. It could you know, not be done. You know what? With the the
1: overlap of what you guys listen to, the, that system just seems kind of efficient too.
0: It, it is a lot. It, there was a lot of borrowing. Yes. But because there was borrowing, a lot of it was like it made the album, the album is more like, uh, not, what's not taboo, not forbidden. It's more like, uh, they felt more rare. Mm. Cause like, ah man, I want to listen to this album, but I can't, I don't have, like he's got it. I have to fucking go out of my way to, it just felt more like exclusive. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for Which is so fucking stupid. Just buy the album. But, that's how it was. A lot, for a lot. And there were some exceptions that, he would so graciously, allow allow me, like, like Zen Arcade from Husker Du, was one where he's like, "You buy this one." Yeah, I think he's to want to take a chance on it. I think that's
1: <laughs> he's or, like, "That's a double album. That's expensive. You buy that you, one." You go ahead and take
0: that one, buddy. Uh, <laughs> "Living in Darkness" from uh, Agent Owens is another big one that he was like, "Yeah, you you take this one." Uh, Fugazi was one where he was like, "Here's your band." I'm like, "This is my band." Yeah, <laughs> uh, and this one for for the Jesus Lizard, it was Head or Head and Pure because okay, they were on yeah. the same CD. Yeah, and well, I still remember the fucking day. That I bought that album, and I don't know if I should be telling this in it, during the album part of the episode or now, but I'm already started, so I'm yeah, I'm going to do it now. Sorry, I'm talking so much. Uh It was at the old Tower Records, yes, back I when that was a thing. Love, love that place. Oh, I spent a lot of days ditching school there, and me, me and Mike probably
1: overlapped back in the day and were in that store the exact like I, same I, one, and didn't even realize it. No chance. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. That and maybe. Uh, less less likely the the warehouse music, but more likely. I was at the warehouse music too, but
0: more likely sure. It was sure. open longer. And it yeah. was yeah. Uh, so I remember. The, I remember the day I was in. Uh, I think I was twelve, and. I I distinctly remember leaving that cuz that's walking distance from from my house. I distinctly remember leaving the house saying, "I am going to buy the Jesus Lizard record today." Like I am like I'm going, I have a mission. Yeah. I'm not going to browse. I'm going there for a fucking reason. Directly. Directly. Yeah. So I did that. I saw it and I felt like so proud, like this <laughs> new band, like I'm so excited to hear this. And I saw another kid from school there. And uh he was a guy that I knew that was like a, you know, he was more of an acquaintance. He, he, not, he was uh, like friends with people that I like. I, Again, he was just a dude, not my friend, but like we knew each other. And, uh, especially at that age where everybody's kind of like, you're, you're either a friend or an enemy and anybody in between <laughs> is like, I don't know how to feel around you. So he, he sees me and he's like friendly. He's like, Oh, what do you, what do you got there? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I showed <laughs> to him, he's like, the Jesus Lizard. Okay, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> so, anyway, that's my that's my that's how I, I fucking found the band, and how I first listened to them. My life was changed that night. But anyway, yeah. we haven't gotten to the music yet. That was you, that was my whole little little spiel. You
1: know, what's crazy. I don't even know when I started listening to them. Uh, I just know I've listened to them. Um, I have this cool collection of. 45s they put out i think it was put out as inch and it's just like a bunch of 45s i'll post it on instagram today um if people want to see it but it's like i've owned that forever and then yeah i have a few other things but yeah i don't even know when i started listening to them Mm -hmm. this this band that exists in my my world of music. yeah
0: i mean if if you're into noise rock at all they're unavoidable they're like the most beloved I, noise rock band.
1: I was such a late bloomer to noise rock, though.
0: But it's like also like the the Nirvana of noise rock kind of thing, or at least one of them.
1: There, there are. I know they're, you know, around earlier than Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there, there are, uh, you know, what? I don't know. There, I will say probably Nirvana. Nirva, I could hear songs where I'm like, I bet Kurt Cobain liked well,
0: Oh, that. he was a huge fan. Yeah. Huge fan. Yeah. And a lot of, I mean, a lot of people are huge fans of these guys, and it's not surprising. You look at the list of influences. Um, it's not surprising. But uh, it's also one of my... I mean, they're one of my favorite bands ever because they, they do a thing, a specific thing so well, which is their specific thing is the most insanely tight rhythm section, mm-hmm. like stop and start perfectly, like perfect with each other with these... Uh, peripheral fucking haunting scary guitar lines, like East Bay Ray level of like, fuck that is twisted. And then David, yeah, (laughs) doing fucking, I mean, he was tame and scratch assed by comparison. Oh, sure. It's like, he is, oh my God, he's just spitting all over everything. And uh, it's, it's remarkable. And he's, you think something like that would be distracting, but because he's mixed so low for the most part, and it's, I think Dwayne Dennison, the guitarist, um, he he said it was like he considered his vocals like a saxophone, like a free Mm. jazz kind of saxophone. Like, yeah, it would suck if everybody was doing that. But on top of it, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Another thing I realized this band does, and I didn't really think about it until this episode was like. It'll this be this, like, brutal start-stop stuff you're talking about. And then sometimes, instead of haunting guitars, they're, like, kind of pretty. They get gorgeous out of nowhere. Every once in a while, it'll be the most beautiful thing you've ever heard. And it's uh, it's almost a tease. Yep. Because you're like, holy shit, what is this riff? And then it's,
0: like, over, and the song's over. Yep. Yep. It's like... Because that's why I, Dwayne Dennison is one of the most underrated musicians ag- the
1: I would agree with that. He's he
0: unbelievable. Right now, he's in Tomahawk with Mike Padden and uh, Trevor Dunn of Bungle. And oh, I forget his name from Helmet, the drummer of Helmet. That's mm-hmm. a bummer. I forget his name. Um, I'll probably post it on the screen right now. You're probably looking at it if you're on YouTube.
1: Yeah. I don't um, want to repeat myself, but in previous episodes, I have talked about how the Guitar Center in Pasadena back in the day, those guys fucking love the helmet drummer so
0: oh that's right yeah uh i mean he's good he's good he's fucking good, and Helmet's Helmet's yeah. a cool band so I, <laughs> I get it but uh yeah doing dennison like only a few moments oh. in oh. the in the, the jesus lives discography he fu- fully shreds and goes like crazy with like oh i could actually play like also, really well
1: <laughs> also i like tomahawk but nothing in tomahawk is like gets me the way these riffs do
0: yeah they're different y- you know it's Dwayne. he has a certain way of doing things but the jesus listening riffs are so i i've never heard anything like them i've never had anything kind of move me the way they do they're just so there's no words for them they're they're, they're, they're they exist so that you don't have to explain them the, them with words that's how fucking incredible they are
1: yeah, i'm gonna try to me it's this the perfect blend of like sludge and noise if you like those two genres this is you know
0: i don't even feel sludge for me i feel I, I do like, uh there are moments for sure but in, in terms of like what kind of emotion the his guitar lines emit i don't really have a word for it sometimes it's melancholy sometimes it's scary sometimes it's pretty so it's, it's it and sometimes it's all of those at once it's like oh my god it's happening
1: yeah it's definitely he's definitely one of those guitar players where you're like why especially you know going back into like the early early 90s late 80s like why like what would inspire someone to write this riff
0: yeah and it's just it's great it's incredible it's uh, it's fucking amazing and then you, the other co-songwriter is david uh wm sims or david sims and for for a while their their dynamic is just unfucking touched in in rock music because they're both they're both they're doing the interplay thing one guy's doing one thing and the other one is playing off that and you could and it's it feels so harmon harmonious is that the right word if that is a word it harmonious. harmonious there we go there we go uh because they're they're incredible bass lines on their own and then you get these fucking st- out of this world guitar lines and there's just oh my god oh, oh god <laughs> oh god like i said before in, the, in like the rape man episode in the scratch i said episode, like D- david simmons bass lines are fucking special they're really goddamn good and then you get Dwayne, who is an alien and it's just a uh, it's a fucking um incident yeah nothing like it nothing like those two together Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's do a little, little bit of history, a little bit of Tom's history corner. Uh, so he's got like, uh, several interviews. One of them from 2014. Uh, I think from magnet magazine with the whole band, uh, after one of the re- reunions and then the rest of them are from Mark Prendel. Um, I mean, his website is still up. You should go check that out. It's still, I mean, as far as I know, it still holds up. It's fucking very funny, but, um, yeah, interviews with David Yao, uh, David Sims, and, and Steve Albini. And uh, Steve Albini, he's the big, fat, juicy part of this band. He's like the fifth member, yeah. uh, essentially. Like, the way these records sound is so... It's so tied in with who the band is or what the band was. Uh, and it's because of just his... Like, we all know Steve Albini he doesn't like being called a record producer. But even in one of these interviews, let me see if I can find... The actual quote from David Yao, where he's like, um, let see. Yeah, this is a, di- for a quote from David Yao. It says, quote, Steve always claims that he's an engineer and not a producer. But to me, that's semantics. I would say he's a record producer. He had a lot of cool recording ideas and he works quickly and efficiently. End quote. Uh, yeah, like clearly like what he did there made the albums so much of what they are yeah uh whether or not he wants to admit that i I think personally.
1: yeah i think he kind of does have like a distinct sound for sure um, for sure and yeah also you know we've covered a bunch of bands on touch and go you have a whole playlist for it on youtube check it out i did not know now i know oh
0: yeah it's getting bigger
1: and bigger <laughs> and then what was oh, was it was that slint where we were talking about the story where they were working on the Touch and Go office with David Yao. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, we get, we'll get get to it pretty soon. There's a whole lyric dedicated to that, to Steve oh, Albini yeah. quoting uh, uh, or uh, a quote from Steve Albini in reference to Britt Brit Walford, the drummer from Slint, calling him <laughs> a fucking mouth breather, which is one of the... It's it's possibly the greatest vocal line in, in history. <laughs> it's the greatest lyric ever. Uh, but we are jumping ahead a little bit, but... Uh, yeah. So main members, yeah, David Yao vocals, Dwayne Dennison, guitar, David Sims on bass. Um, eventually Mac McNeely on drums who will be replaced by Jim Kimball, uh, toward the end at the very end, uh, Brendan Murphy, who was not on any, any albums at all.
1: But, but then also all the reunions is, it's all Mac. uh, Mac
0: Mac is the drummer. He is their fucking guy. And like, and without him, there is a distinct shift. Like without him, you feel something change. Um, even if you might not notice it when he's there. But yeah, um they were started off in Austin. Well, that was scratch scratch acid. Yeah. The the band oh, itself from oh, Chicago.
1: Okay. I yeah. thought they yeah, for for some reason I thought they formed in Austin and then ended up
0: Yeah, the, uh the, so they moved it after after scratch acid broke up. Um uh, uh sims and, and oh, yeah, okay. yeah moved to chicago and that's where sims joined rate man or, oh, okay. with albini and then and oh and re rewashed him too i guess yeah, and, yeah. to, and then um yeah after that uh they they met uh dwayne dennison and they started that's how they started with just them three and uh i guess I and mean, there's not a juicy guess, backstory at all yeah
1: it's kind of just like yeah, that leads us into the first EP and pretty much everything else.
0: Yeah, doing Denison before that played in a uh, a Texas band called Cargo Cult. But uh that's pretty much it. And uh here we go. Are you ready?
1: Uh I'm ready.
0: So uh we're gonna be covering all six of their albums in addition to uh well two, two and two and a half two, e- and <laughs> t- they're, We're gonna be talking about three EPs, but one of them is so short that we're not even gonna do a whole we're just gonna talk about it when it comes up. Um, so but altogether nine records total first one came by 1989 last one 1998 so it's time baby it's time let's do it this is 1989's pure oh
1: already so excited good ass good ass song
0: Now, we covered the Melvins, and they covered it, and I said on that episode, you have to hear the original. Is it not so much better? It is, yeah. Oh. I actually hate that cover because of how much I love this one, or this version. Um, Give it one more. One more. Yeah. That's uh, David Sims on vocals. The only time Yao doesn't sing. It's always so fucking dark and uh,
1: uh, pissed off. Also, like weirdly industrial. Yep.
0: Uh, it's because uh, this it's before Mac joined. They're using a drum machine. Okay. That yeah. Would, yeah. That would explain it. Yeah. This whole EP is a drum machine. Uh, a lot, big black. Mm-hmm. Listen to that episode, by the way. Oh God, damn it! I love this. And. It, i mean it's at the end of the song with the outro for this when the drum is fucking kicking oh yeah it's oh it's so goddamn good oh uh, i would listen to the whole fucking song right now if i could but oh my <laughs> i love it i love it i love it yeah the ep it, is fucking so goddamn good all thriller
1: no filler yep on this one pretty efficient uh an
0: incredible but, debut
1: yeah yeah that you know That song's dope. Then, like, Bloody Mary's. One of
0: their more popular songs, Bloody Mary.
1: Uh, That one feels, like, a little little more faster. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. There's some, like, weird math rock stuff throwing it. They do that a lot, by the way. They They do. They get fucking
0: really complicated in in ways that it's not, like, a fully masked way like Garden does where you don't realize they're playing in 12.8 or whatever. Yeah. You can still tell it's an odd time signature, but it doesn't feel as crazy as what they're actually doing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of similar to the Melvins to me because yeah. the Melvins are also very good at yeah. doing that. But, um, yeah, and then like I didn't know that it was a fucking. Uh, it makes sense now that it's a drum machine because yeah, yeah. I'm listening to Rabid Pigs. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think, yeah,
1: I figured there was like overdubs or something,
0: yeah. but. Yeah. Dude, so every song is fucking crazy and awesome in its own way. Bloody Mary is like one of the, it's, it, it it immediately shows off what Dwayne does Mm -hmm. uh, guitar wise. These really, um, arpeggiated, uh, kind of eerie riffs, eerie arpeggiated riffs. And, like a lot of finger plucking stuff he's like clearly a Texas dude he he does There's a lot of Texas sounding stuff especially as the albums go on um or southern kind of sounding stuff and he just slide a lot and he's like he's just fucking all around really good but so Bloody Mary is like the first showcase of that Rabbit Pigs is my favorite song on the EP maybe I mean between that or Blockbuster uh what an appropriate song title because it's it's so fucking manic in that chorus whatever the <laughs> fuck that thing is I can't I wish I knew. I didn't put timestamps for that. Time stamps, but not for that. Yeah. This, the the most evil sounding thing they've done. It's just yeah. weird little. Uh, it's it almost sounds like a like a movie score, kind of like haunting little. Fuck, man! I wish I was. I wish I knew it. I
1: that's uh, that's. Qu- you
0: gotta find it. You gotta find it. Put on. <laughs> fuck, man! I'm sorry. We have to, we have to find it. It's just too. It's too crazy and too good. Uh, uh, how no. long is the song? Uh, on
1: rabid pigs. Yeah. Um, let's see. That I'm. It's two minutes.
0: Okay. Um, try thirty seconds in. We're gonna try thirty seconds in. Calling
1: it their most evil thing ever. That's quite the compliment because because it doesn't sound yeah. There's so much evil. Stuff. So much evil.
0: It's also because I don't know how they made that sound. How do made that sound? It's, a, it's, a, it's a, right here.
1: Well, we get an example of the
0: jump to Yeah.
1: Oh you're very cool.
0: So fucking cool. And then it's done. It's back. God damn. Like that sound. I chased that fucking sound, dude. I just can't can't get it. Can't get it's just what is that? Oh it's so be- fucking beautiful and uh and scary. Uh and then yeah, Starlet is like another continuation of of Rabbit Pigs that kind of that same kind of style, really herky-jerky, sh- frantic, fast. And then the closer,
1: Happy Bunny goes fluff fluff along,
0: psychotic. So fucking <laughs> psychotic. It's just the ugliest thing ever made.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be pure noise but uh it it turns into a song
0: it turns into a song a a strange and minimal kind of song and and the drums are so industrial yeah like they just put the drum machine on max whatever that means and (laughs) that's what it's doing and uh and the outro is is so creepy it's Mm -hmm. chilling dude i fucking love that outro uh yeah this was uh i mean still one of my favorite records ever but this was tacked on at the end of the the head the the first album cd version so i'm mean, hearing, hearing this at the end i was like this is so different oh my god what is it it's so fucking yeah i kind of liked it more than like at the time i liked i think i liked it more than the album
1: i mean it's to me their best EP.
0: oh by far by yeah, far yeah. easily yeah it's no, there's no contest like the like the other eps we can almost skip those this one is essential like this yeah, is such an yeah. important ep for the band uh even even though again it, it sounds nothing like the rest, it's the darkest, it's the most evil and cold.
1: I don't. It still feels like I don't know. It Still feels like the Jesus lizard to me. It
0: does, yeah. But it I does always struck me as is way colder and darker, especially the production. It's not nearly as, as crisp. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not just because of the drum machine, but it also because of the way it's recorded. It does remind me more of Big Black, where even though. It's a Steve Albini thing. It's not crisp the way a Rape Man or a Shellac is. Like, it has this weird kind of cold quality to it. Sure, I get that. Uh, But we have plenty more. Listen to the goddamn EPU, It's so good. But uh, first album, following year. You ready? Ready. Hell yeah. This is 1990s Head.
1: I just noticed uh, Apple Music has this, like,
0: categorized under alternative, and I'm just like... It's dodgy. That's yeah, such a broad... It's so stupid. Broad <laughs> label. I think... I think Lingo Noda is under hard rock. Yeah. Which is <laughs> <Just> fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, you gotta pick a genre, I guess.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, like... Why would you play this guitar riff... With what we just heard earlier. Yeah. Like, in my head, it doesn't make any sense. And so then you hear it, and you're like, it makes all the sense.
0: It's so unusual. And Dwayne is sort of in the in the, in the background on the side, just kind of clanging on stuff. And, and David is way in the front with the fucking bass. But this is where he starts playing. Oh,
1: fuck. fuck. Oh, shit. I apologize.
0: Holy shit. <laughs> Even though, Hold on a second. Even what though, was that?
1: That is my uh phone being stupid how did that how though i've never heard it. what sound was that it's weird it's like the internet early modem internet that's what Sh- it sounded like yeah yeah yeah. that's so Should bizarre the song back on or- uh, no i think i think we got uh, the idea uh, <laughs> i was
0: gonna make a point about the guitar but it was just
1: that fucking holy shit apparently it's been doing that to me lately where uh-huh. like if it can't get enough data for some reason, it makes that awful noise. And then this goes on to the next song.
0: Holy shit. Holy shit. Because it's happened. And that wasn't even like I heard a little bit of the next song that was deep into the next song. That wasn't even like the beginning of the next song.
1: It doesn't make any sense because it's happened off air and I looked it up and they said it's like a data thing. So it's holy like,
0: shit. Oh, man. Okay. Well, that explains that. Anyway, <laughs> I hope you got something out of the song before the, the, the explosion. Uh, he, this is where Dwayne starts playing in the background and doing a lot of, uh, yeah, like ringy arpeggios where he'll do an arpeggio and let it ring. And it's super fucking creepy. But it's against this kind of groovy bass line. Yeah. It's such a fucking unique sound. And it's really distinct to them. Great opener. That was the first Jesus love song I ever heard. And, uh, well, uh, I was in love. I yeah. was like, okay, this is a, uh, here we go. Here we go, baby. This is this is okay. I'm on board. Nice. I'm on board.
1: Um, yeah. I think uh, a song like SDJB BJ Sick Junk Blowjob Sick <laughs> Junk Blowjob. Uh, that's where I can hear like some sludge in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That I mean, tight is uh, tight as a fucking oh those drum so, t- those
1: drum fills.
0: Oh, so fucking good. damn, uh, yeah. And, and there's so many things about that song that I love because. It, I, guess, I I would say objectively, it's kind of a, a, a weak second track because it, it brings down the momentum like hard. Mm. But the song itself is so good that I, I, I kind of don't give a shit because it's doing this this super spacey, like uh, not spacey, but like a spaced out riff where there's like big stops and big starts. And then toward in the middle, that little bridge section, I don't know whatever the fuck, whatever you call it. <laughs> it I think I have a timestamp. A minute twelve gives me fucking chills because you get this it's kind of like a rock and riff. It's kind of like a, a very straightforward rock. It's herky and sludgy, but it's 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 pretty accessible. And then you get this. Oh god damn, it's too good.
1: That is like the more like melodic side yep. that you're talking about. Yeah,
0: That that shit is, that's what, and that's the stuff that you can never call. Like you hear a song and you hear, you hear what they're doing. Like you never guess that something that crazy and beautiful is going to come out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that's, like I said, I don't know why I never like piece, maybe because I, you know, would listen to an album at a time like a normal person. <laughs> probably <laughs> uh, yeah i just like never like i had that epiphany doing this episode so uh
0: other things uh, i think well m- the song Myron Urin" urine is the thing that changed me that's when i was in. that's really? heard, hearing that song as a kid i was like things are different now like this is i thought that was one of the weaker ones you're out of your mind i love i love that song so much uh it's not as like unpredictable mm-hmm. as, as a lot of the other songs in there because some of these songs you have no idea where they're gonna end up that one you kind of get feel for it from the beginning it kind of revolves around the same riff uh, there are a few moments that kind of that, that that are get that get weird but overall it's it's mainly that it's that one riff i just happen to fucking adore that one riff so yeah. much uh and the di- dynamics there are so fucking cool because the the verses are just bass and the quietest drums and David Young uh, Yeah.
1: Uh did someone leave a comment on one of our videos that said like uh David Yao sounds like a homeless person screaming at you in a parking lot or something? It's
0: not it's not far off.
1: Uh, yeah. And uh he it's he has range of different maniac
0: oh yeah he's got such a great (laughs) i think he called he referred himself as a vocal stylist not really a singer like that's perfect that's beautiful Uh, i think on a wiki saw that someone compared his vocals he said that his his vocals sound like someone uh being somewhat like a hostage screaming through duct tape covering their mouth yeah (laughs) that's accurate it's pretty fucking Uh accurate It's, it's as dark as some of his lyrics too uh and uh, so we, we put on that little section from uh, uh, Sick Chunk Blowjob. If You Had Lips is another one. And I have another timestamp, baby. Okay. Because this this song is like jazzy. It's like, it is, yeah. It, it's happy. It's, it's, it's a little weird, but it's happy and jazzy. And then at a minute 57, I think it's one of the most beautiful things they've ever done. Um, Completely blindsided by this riff.
1: There are others. Never like... Like real jazz, but there are like a number of songs that made me that
0: feel jazzy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gorgeous. Goddamn. back to chaos i love this this transition such a good transition and then back to the main riff. Hey. again super tight so tight unbelievable and you'd expect a balance like to be messy and sloppy because of the nature of it in david Yao, but they are not messy they are so tight
1: yeah, that's a. I feel like that's like a, a misconception with uh, noise rock or even even heavy groups or punk groups is like, and there are there are messy bands for sure. A lot of a lot of bands are <sighs> just on it on t- Is It's uh, a bit of a psych track, but uh, yeah, I think like Marky Ramones, like one of the greatest drummers ever, dude. Yeah, just I, for that reason,
0: it, being. Yeah. Like you don't lose any, any, I don't think you lose any, any rawness by being really proficient and really, like really snappy and really tight. Uh, I think like, you, you like, again, it's like you learn how to do it right. And then you can break all the rules later. So you can be tight and then have it messy in areas to like, the, this is a, just the perfect example of that. It still has messiness, but you got, the instrumentation, you, the rhythm section is on it.
1: You got to have a like a home base to come back to, oh, so, yeah. so to speak.
0: There's so many other great songs on this album. Uh, there's a few other interesting moments like uh, the song seven versus eight, which it's like one of the more southern sounding songs. Mm-hmm. Fucking angry, powerful. Love it. Uh, I believe the the title of the song is because the guitar line is in seven and the drums are in eight. And they're yeah, playing at the same understand. time. That's just called seven versus eight.
1: There's also, I'm gonna look this up. There's also a is it? I think a, there's a Queens of the Stone Age song that has a similar. Uh,
0: oh, are they overlapping time signatures?
1: Um,
0: another example of that is we covered Fear way back in the day. They did that with uh, We Destroy the Family. We destroy the family. The guitar solo was in like.
1: Again, you wouldn't expect that from, uh, exactly.
0: Yeah. Like from a, from a crazy punk band, but yeah, the soul was in one time I said that everything else was in another.
1: The Queens of Stone Age song is threes and sevens. Threes and sevens. But oh, okay. I think it might be like the same idea. idea. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but I
0: thought of that. Uh, was it a uh, pastoral is like the ballad of the album. Uh, that song, it, it really gives me like Sonic Youth vibes, uh, parts of it anyway. Uh, Absolutely beautiful. And, th- and that's... It. Like, shit like that... Like, those guitar lines in that song... That's why Dwayne is one of the most underrated guitarists ever. It's and, just crazy.
1: And then, uh, yeah, you got some uh, rockabilly or psychobilly, if you will. But uh, this... I'm like... Yeah, the term psychobilly seems crazy. Because, uh, like, this is real psycho. This,
0: well, <laughs> Thankfully, it doesn't have any of that rockabilly bullshit in yeah, it, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, but I fucking well, hate But it. it is very, like... You know, it's very twangy. It's yeah, very yeah. twangy and plucky. He's from the south. He plays like that, and he's fucking really good at it. And like that's the thing, like the same way Brent from Macedon does like chicken picking and stuff, like that stuff is so cool. Yeah. Like taking stuff from everywhere, taking stuff from countries, t- throwing it in there, making it a little bit psycho uh psycho. It it, it does wonders. It's also it's also crazy,
1: like a uh, a song like Killer McCain. Uh, McCon. Yeah. Um yeah. like It's weird. I'm like, this is like a heavier birthday party and they're like spiritually every bit is insane. But again, going back to like, they're very tight in a way the birthday party wasn't.
0: Oh yeah. Way tighter. So much tighter. And one reason is because they only got one guitar player and also that guitar player is very good. Not that Nick Harvey's amazing. Roland S. Howard is the guy I have problems with. <laughs> I love Roland S. He's S. Howard. He's cool, but he's he's like Mick Harvey is one of like, the greatest. He's yeah. one of the greatest of all time. Uh, not just guitar players, but like arrangers and, and songwriters mm-hmm. and stuff. But uh Killer McConaughey, yeah. Fucking crazy heavy closer. Like so, there's a thousand changes in that song. And, and it's unbelievably tight the whole way through. Uh, good thing is hilarious. You can actually understand the lyrics in that song, and they're fucking ridiculous. They're so funny.
1: Not, yeah, not too many uh no not like like vocals that are very clear so that's
0: yeah a- most of it is just not fully distorted but him just swallowing the mic which is what he does uh grumbling whispering screaming uh, it's just wonderful uh Tide shiny is the only uh, instrumental fun Yada, yada. But by the way, like this album is twenty seven fucking minutes, and we, like it's—I I didn't realize it was that short. But it, I mean, it goes by that fast. There is not a single dull moment. It's fucking paced like a motherfucker. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. For me, these like none of these albums were long. It's this the how dense it yeah. is musically, and like this is going on and that is going on, yeah. and like it's tiring in a different way.
0: In a different way, but also with like the earlier albums and albums like this where there's so many like there's no one particular uh, thing that they're doing yet it's like there's not a uh, uh, at this point there's not a GS Lizard template song yet it's not like oh okay this sounds like what they usually do everything is so like well what the hell is going to happen next like yeah. th- everything is so different from each other like, this is such a weirdly diverse album uh, that it makes the 27 minutes go by even faster mm-hmm. which is it, this yeah, this is a this is fucking great, uh, but we still have plenty more. Yes, and now we're on to a big one, folks. Damn, oh boy!
1: I swear if this song explodes, I'm gonna
0: this I'm, song. I'm gonna beat up my cell phone. If it here, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna do a, a, a I'm gonna do a very cut and dry intro for this. Okay. So that if it does, right. I can. We're gonna go back. We're gonna we're fucking re- redo it. We're gonna redo it. All right. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> so this is 1991's Goat. Turn that bitch up.
1: We're at, we're at capacity now.
0: It's a, it's mastered very low, very quietly. And
1: this is the re, the remaster. I know. Well, that's good, though.
0: Yeah. This is how you fucking open an album. Goddamn. And this, like...
1: Even though I've heard this album before, like, you already know it's different. Yep. It, you know it's them,
0: but you know it's not the same. Something else is doing. Yep. Alright, man. There's so much power. Oh, why God. Why would you play that? Fuck why? Yes! Why, why would you best play that? fucking sounding album. It was my favorite produced album, I think, of all time. It's like this in utero and Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Both yeah. so time so of it's- it's- Holy Trinity of Albini. Yeah, or Albini oh, didn't do spider Oh, but. sorry, yeah. But it sounds like he did. Those That fucking snare, man. It's so it perfect. It sounds so good. Perfect. This is the intro of the song. This is the intro. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God, I'm going to love it.
1: And yeah, like that, that like unhinged riff, like we've only got it once so far.
0: Yep. And Oh, goddamn. There's a little bit of that twang, a little bit of that southern in there. But it feels so much more fucking angry. What's going on in a while, but we gotta let it get big. Gotta <laughs> let it get big. <laughs> These guitar lines are fucking unbelievable.
1: Alright.
0: Oh. And then it goes back to the main riff. I sh- you know what? I'm leaving I'm living I'm leaving it. it. <laughs> alright. Yes! Okay, alright.
1: Best personal favorite, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm also gonna be boring and give
0: this best. Yeah, this is uh, one of the greatest pieces of art in the world. I think this is one of the greatest albums ever made. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. This is. I. I it's rare. I've. I. Listen. I've. Hear an album's so perfect. This is a perfect fucking album. I adore it. Every top to bottom. Pretty, pretty,
1: pretty flawless album. Yeah. I Don't yeah. really have a lot to complain about here. Uh. You know, the, like we said, it, not just that song, but the Every, whole album sounds immaculate.
0: Not, there's not a missed second on this entire thing. I, it's insane I, how consistent. I feel
1: like it's been a while since we've covered a band where, like, the drums sound real fucking good.
0: There is no album that sounds better on drums than this one, I feel like. Because th- this was a fucking game changer. Like, so, I, I heard this... I think when I was thirteen, mm-hmm. uh, I heard this the same year as Spiderland. I had two of the most life changing albums in the same year, and two like two highs that I've I've been chasing my whole life. Really, like, and and like I said, those are two of my favorite sounding albums ever. But this one, it was so different because like, aside from In Utero, nothing else sounded this live. Nothing else mm. sounded this close to you in the room. Like blasting this is one of the most satisfying experiences for an album ever it just feels so real
1: yes very very warm in the room um
0: it's also like a i've always used this album as a template of like what i want every album to sound like and what i want my music to sound like but it, it 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 can't because it's so specific to this band and this this type of setup maybe mm-hmm. more accurately because what the band is is powerful ass drums a powerful ass bass, a singer who shouldn't be overpowering anything. He should be in the background, and a guitar that should be—you should know it's there, but it is not the re- not the thing you're paying attention to. Yeah, and that is exactly how it's produced. It is yeah. exactly what the band is. It's just—it's like a—it's like um how I felt about Double Knickers on the Dime with Minutemen. Yeah, where that production is so perfect for that band. Everything is so snappy and small and tight, and you hear every every member uh, equally because that's what the band is. Yeah, so that's what. This recording is for this band.
1: Yeah, maybe it doesn't work for for other bands. Exactly. Um, And then, yeah, it's just like... They really didn't have to follow up with an amazing song after that opener. And they then, didn't have a choice, <laughs> baby. Yeah, and then fucking Mouth Breather is just like more... More like just like... Dude, these... I don't know. These riffs are just
0: they're incredible yeah. They're incredible riffs like like <laughs> even in their career i don't think they come anywhere near how I mean, un- unbelievable these riffs I'm are i'm glad
1: you said it i almost did it's
0: like this was like a a, a moment where it's all of a sudden lightning in a bottle everything dwayne did was like well here's this really disturbing thing you've never heard before <laughs> yeah. and then sims is like all right well here's that groovy funky ass baseline that fits perfectly that feels perfectly and Maybe not funky funky is not the right word at all it's more it's way not funky but mouth breather uh is he's a high speed high energy loud giant whereas the the, the opener as you heard is more mid pace, heavy and slow uh, this the pacing of this album is so perfect that i often hear this kind of template repeated in other albums that i also love mm-hmm. it's a it's a type of <clears throat> this type of sequencing so you get the the mid pace, heavy slower opener high speed high energy crazy follow-up uh third track maybe not as crazy as the second track but still keeping up the energy fourth track takes down the energy a little bit uh maybe not to the level of the opener but takes it down fifth one brings the energy back up it, it, it has this 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 pacing to it mm-hmm. that is really flawless yeah yeah um i will say
1: nub I like a lot because you can sure you listen to anything in the car, but I have a very specific feeling about what I think like driving music is.
0: That's a good driving song. Oh yeah. Yeah. That fucking slide. I think it's the only slide guitar on the album. I think.
1: Yeah. There's just something about it where like I hear it and I just think cars. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. That slide is. It's so fucking good. And, and, so like, the, the main riff sets up this whole slide thing and it's fucking, it rips, dude. It's fucking, it's heavy, and it feels great. And then the chorus comes in and it goes bitter as fuck. Yeah. Like, again, it, every every song takes a shift. It takes a turn in a way where, it, again, you don't see it from, from the setup. You, you think it's going to be what type of song and then all of a sudden it, you're feeling something else in the middle of it. It's,
1: uh, it's never, like, jarring, though. No. It fe- I mean, it's jarring music, of course. It's jarring it, music. And it's of course it's, this
0: album it, is going to be for everybody. Yeah. But but it always feels so constructed and like natural like oh that's natural. where it's supposed to go if it always feels like i can't believe i didn't see that coming it always feels yeah. like damn that's a that's like what a great choice i didn't think that was going to happen yeah it always it never feels like well you do get a lot of bands where it's like oh that you can throw something completely unexpected and it feels like oh wow i never would have that's, mm. that's 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 crazy but this feels natural but unexpected. Mm-hmm. And it's, I can't say that about the rest of their albums. I can't say that about many albums ever. It's just with these songs. Seasick uh, sounds exactly like the title.
1: Yes, very like uh, like I thought of like the song Boris a little bit there. Um,
0: Ugly as fuck. It sounds sounds nauseous. Yeah, yeah. You,
1: you can throw up to that song. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I'm sure plenty
1: have. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, yeah, you're like. Oh, are they out of riffs and then monkey trick comes on and you're
0: dude. So there's if you if I said this with a... uh, you you didn't agree on our sound episode, but I felt like that with um with the the third album where it's like if you if if by the by track five I still love the album, I'm yours. Yeah I'm yours. Track track five is monkey trick, which is one of the greatest songs ever written. It's just
1: it's good. It's good ass it's song. It's too
0: fucking good. So there, there's so many things about about that song that are that are really brilliant. I'll start with one. One is the haunting, almost scary and beautiful guitar line in the verse that comes that comes on like halfway through the verse, uh, because the first half of the verse is jagged and uh, and kind of uh, like kind of paranoid, and then he throws his creepy gorgeous guitar line in there and it changes how it feels completely that's the first brilliant thing the other brilliant thing is the fucking james bond sounding part i like i'm you know two and a half minutes in yeah it goes it's it goes super dark it goes super spy almost spy sounding but it's not just that it changes the feel of it it's that particular section keeps going and keeps going places you're not expecting it's the the layers in the writing it's like, i can't even explain i can't even exp- i'm getting fucking emotional dude I, wrote, I can't express it i wrote a
1: yeah i wrote spy music for another well i think i wrote it for a few songs, and, a few then, songs. and then i was like i'm using it too much i'm going to save it for one song
0: <laughs> but it is it, it is, it is like something they go to yeah, yeah they they go southern they go spy they go <laughs> creepy they go psychotic uh, and then i could probably talk for an hour on a Carpus because I think that was the song someone that someone
1: commented. On. Oh right. Yeah, wait, yeah they specifically uh, mentioned that song.
0: I think the lyrics to it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, It's like hey boy. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh fucking that song. I I still remember when I first heard it and for some reason it was that song that made me like made me uncomfortable. It made me feel like super duper depressed and like I mean, in a way that I appreciate now. By the time I was like, "This is a fucked up song." Yeah, this is such a fucked up song. I don't even know how to feel.
1: And I mean, you, yeah, if you're listening to this band at age twelve, <laughs> it things weren't going so well. I don't
0: know if you can tell or not, but
1: dude, that, I was I was listening to like the Men in Black soundtrack or something. Also
0: good. also good. Also <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> but, but but that song, uh, that main riff, it, it's just such a a thing that I've never encountered sounding anything remotely like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was, I was in, um, I was in high school. Like it was many years later, many, it was a, it was a handful of years later. And I was, I was hanging out with this, this guitarist guy. He was, he's a really nice guy, incredible guitar player. And he had just an awful taste in music. He was all power metal. He was just full power metal. Uh, we, we bonded with like some death metal and some thrash, but, mm-hmm. uh, I listened to all this shit, you know, for years before that, but no one knew that I that I was into this stuff because everybody was into metal or punk or whatever, and nobody talked about the crazy shit. And I sure shit wasn't going to like throw on Jesus Lizard. And then I get, I think one day he inquired, like, "What are you What are you listening to?" That's like because I think he was commenting on something that I wrote, and that was it was kind of weird. Yeah, and it's like, well, like, how did you write something like this? And I'm like, you want to know why I write something like this? You yeah. know what I, what I grew up with? And I think I put on Carpus, and he said, "I'm scared." Oh, wow. (laughs) Which is the funniest fucking response.
1: Yeah, it's always (laughs) funny when uh, metalheads expose themselves as wieners. Yeah, Um, it's fucking wild. Yeah, uh, my friend who was like... He was like pretty unapologetic about listening to stuff like this. And uh, I don't think he got many people on board. I think I was like one of the people he was like trying to convert. But Mm -hmm. I just... I mentally wasn't there yet.
0: It's not for everyone, and I—I have forced this album upon a I, lot of people. <laughs> but
1: then again, he had the much like you. He had like the older brother who was like oh. into music, so he had that that leg
0: up. It's a it's a head start. Uh, it makes things weird during high school for sure because you're already I don't want to say advanced but you've already like you know the stuff. you've
1: heard everything that people are just experiencing for the first
0: time so there's a disconnect and and it's not cool I'll tell you right now it's not fucking cool because you (laughs) don't have any
1: friends (laughs) I will will say uh, there was a generic punk rock guy at our school we just called him punk rock Adam (laughs) and one day like someone was like well who do you like who do you, like, think is the most punk rock? And he was, like, he's, like, Art is, the, the guy who's, uh, like, all about noise rock.
0: Um,
1: so, like, even that guy, like, knew that, you know, he was a li- way more advanced yeah. and, like, I don't want to... Say, yeah, yeah. say that. Uh yeah. Yeah, so, so I always like, thought that was funny, that, like, he was very unapologetic about bands like this, and it's, the, yeah. and then yeah, the the punk rock kid who's listening to like fucking the exploited was like, no, not me. That that guy. That's
0: a level of humility you don't find very often. Yeah, and especially people that for that age.
1: Yeah, for ki- it's pretty
0: wild. Yeah, that is wild. Holy shit. Uh, so yeah, this was like a this this album without question changed my life. Changed it. It made everything seem different musically, and. And I can, I can go with every fucking song here. Like, like, South Mouth is the first moment in the album, which is track seven. It's a 30-minute album, only nine tracks. It's, it's the, the first the, time it's kind of fun. It's the, it's <laughs> the first <laughs> moment of levity you get in the entire fucking... It's the first time you're like, oh, f- okay, I can breathe for a second. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And even then, it still has a um, fucking... Uh, that, that chorus is so fucking, super fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Lady Shoes is, is kind of a continue continuation of South Mouth a little bit. It sounds like something off of Head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that bridge thing which is one it's like the prettiest moment on the whole album mm-hmm. it's like the most legitimately uplifting hopeful beautiful moment and it's again it's over immediately in the new yeah. uh, and then now I got to talk for a, a, a solid 20 minutes on the closer this guy Rodeo and Juliet which uh, I mean I've heard uh, different stories but I, I'm i am sure I'm pretty sure it's about the prison in, in Illinois uh, which famously held Gacy and uh, what's his name? Uh, Babyface, something, the mobster guy.
1: Oh, yeah, they all, they all the have guy names who, like that. Yeah, the guy
0: who killed MLK. Like, they're all at this one prison, Joliet prison. Yeah. Um, and this fucking song, like, it's one of the greatest closes of all time. And the main riff. Doesn't even come in until a minute and a half because the intro is such a fucking epic. It's like, it's like a whole, the intro is basically a song in itself.
1: They, yeah, they know how to build songs. It's
0: incredible. It's incredible. It's one of the most memorable intros ever written. And then the main line is fucking amazing. And then the main riff is fucking amazing. Uh, Oh god! I, I just, it's so much love I have for for this
1: album and these songs. I'm I'm gonna pull a mic move here and say I wish the bonus tracks weren't on here. Uh oh! I I didn't listen to the bonus tracks. Yeah, so maybe I maybe I just forgot. Yeah, this. I mean, it's it's a they're bonus tracks. I don't like count it as part of the album. But like the second all oh, right the second they come yeah. on you know that's not like part of the album yeah
0: who's the stranger yeah uh,
1: t- and usually i am all for more bang for your buck yeah. and i think it's great you know these songs are released but it does ki- it is kind of disruptive
0: for sure yeah I, I remember what you're talking about now the songs are a sunday you need love pop song and then like a, a and then the half all live songs yeah. uh yeah unnecessary Unnecessary because the album is such a perfect thing. It's a yeah. perfect living thing. I, it's, like a, it's like a little baby. It's a little baby. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm now I'm in a rage. Look at some of these reviews. It's getting good stuff, but like a 6 out of 10 from Spin. I hope they're dead and dying and their families are dead too. That's not also, true. Because I wish they died. Also, what is Rolling Stone? Dog album? shit.
1: Like you made an album God. You could retroactively give it yeah. a better
0: like you can fix this clearly <laughs> glaring mistake. It's this is one of the most beloved noise rock albums ever. It is. It should be one of the most beloved albums ever. Uh, it's, it's truly flawless. And uh, I skipped it a little bit on the top, but <clears throat> uh, the album covers are are very cool too because there's the,
1: some uniformity to them.
0: A little bit in the first handful. There's some uniformity with the, with a the logo, um, but Pure and Goat were designed by. Uh, david sims and those are my two favorites of course they yeah. both have naked women on them it's just a coincidence i swear to god i think aesthetically and like vibe wise it's a very interesting thing because it's a it's a, what you're if you're on youtube you can obviously see it right now but it's a topless woman who looks like she's on fire it looks like a fire woman but it's a projection of nails on her body so you can't even really tell that she's naked
1: you know what I thought it was? I thought it was like spaghetti or pasta. It does look
0: also look like spaghetti. Yeah, it can also be spaghetti. <laughs> uh, the pure cover, I think, is one of the fucking coolest covers ever. It's just a, it's a. I don't know where it's taken from, but it's a. It's a, it's almost kind of creepy.
1: That lady is in a yeah creepy, creepy pose.
0: Creepy pose, yeah. Um, but the rest of the covers were designed by by David Yao or put together by them. Uh, some of the 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 paintings, one of which that we're going to talk about. Um, next uh was done by uh an old family friend but um yeah this is uh this is a, if, you, if you haven't got the message already and if you haven't heard this album you got to and you might not love it the way we do or the way a lot of people do i think
1: <laughs> yeah i had the right you know revving up to this i you know was a fan of neurosis and the Melvins, yeah. and all that stuff, and
0: it takes some some priming. Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I I had Scratch Acid, I had Big Black, I had other stuff. To- <laughs> Even those are kind of. <laughs> but but to get to them I also had I had Black Flag and so I had to get to them it was a long process but I guess this just hit at the perfect time so if you're already into that kind of stuff and I imagine if you are you're
1: already weirder yeah
0: yeah, and if you are you probably already know this album but if not oh my goodness yeah, I, I put this on in front of people that aren't and it is like they're not even paying attention it's like nothing to them
1: i mean we bought up helmet i would even say like if you're a fan of a a band like helmet like this because the drumming is so fucking good too that like yeah fucking check it out if you're a fan of hard heavy stuff
0: or the creepiest guitar lines you'll ever hear aside from dead candies even creepier than that yes even creepier than that holy shit uh, but yeah my best personal favorite alex's best and uh one of the greatest albums ever all right time to move on we spent about 30 minutes on that one of them, but I, I knew that would happen it's why we do this fucking podcast uh but a follow-up here we go you ready yes i'm ready hell yeah this is 1992's liar oh i have enough full volume oh yeah. So. oh yeah <laughs> yeah you good you good oh come in real hot way different
1: So there were a few albums I hadn't heard going into this, and this is one of them.
0: Uh-huh. This fucking opening is so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let the song play.
0: Oh, we gotta we gotta let this part play. We gotta let the part play. It's too fucking good. Already such a good baseline. God damn. Fuck yes. goddamn fuck that what a spectacularly different kind of opener
1: it's yeah, so reading like the quotes on this, I was surprised to f- find out they kind of consider it like a, a double album in a, a way.
0: Well, at least uh, uh, at least Sims does. Yeah, so, or like a continuation, a little bit. So I I, I forgot to read the quote because I was so busy talking out of my ass on go, on Goat with Dwayne. Dwayne said about it. He said Goat I think was one of the the one that kind of put us on the map more than any of any of the others to that up to that point. Really find our sound. Uh, I felt like there our own sound and our own style of writing that was the one where we kind of broke away from the influences or at least the influences weren't so obvious i think that's probably true with most bands usually the first record or even the first couple of records you can hear where they're coming from pretty easily and i think that was the case with ourselves and then he says uh go is when we really started getting noticed and then liar to me was kind of the continuation of that so uh this is definitely a continuation such a different album
1: it it is different and um i don't think it's a Bad album, and I mean this in the the nicest way I could say this. It does kind of feel like a a little bit of a letdown. It like, is a letdown. Yeah. Um. I. It's it's almost like this should come
0: before Goat. Yeah. Goat was so beyond. It was so beyond what we've had and what we will get. And following that album with anything is is going to be a letdown. This is honestly, I think, the best case scenario for a follow up like just compared to like that is I mean, it's yeah, too got, good
1: yeah i mean you got boiler maker and gladiator back like, to back right Kill out it. the gate just
0: gladiator is fucking amazing what a it's such a simple yet powerful riff
1: they yeah those and those two sons may not be f- fancy like the other ones and i'm using that term loosely um yeah but the brutality is still
0: very much there absolutely and that's 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 basically what the album is The this this album is brutal fast high energy it is not the 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 slow creepy uh, disturbing nature of of what we had in goat and it's not even not even like what we had on head which was way more intricate and and like stop and starty and and uh kind of schizophrenic where you don't know what's gonna happen next this is very much you know what's gonna happen next for the, for at least most of the songs and it's all very aggressive <laughs>
1: they do start kind of diving into some more spacey elements here though i feel like like where um like i would say slave ship
0: okay oh yeah 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 for sure that's some serious twang on that song
1: oh yeah like kind of just like very sludgy riffs were you this stew and the the few riffs that are there and
0: yeah they'll they'll hammer on one riff for a while that's the sludginess coming through which i I, now i'm seeing your point that song to me is literally like a sludgy southern spy song yeah using all of them using all three things
1: there we go and then um you know we we, we were talking about a band off off air before we started uh there's this part in pus that i have Mm. queued up uh it's like this very, like, bright guitar part, and I'm like, that could be in a Modest Mouse song Ooh, for some reason. Interesting. So I'm going to play it.
0: It's so happy. It's pretty happy. <laughs> that is not what we usually get from these days. I love it. though. it's great. It's very cool. Because yeah. we know damn well he's not going to play it again. You know, yeah, of course not. <laughs> they, they, they never do. So uh, there's a few big things about this album. One is the production is not the same. And that, it, I, it breaks that my that heart. Might
1: be, that might be another reason. I think it's kind of a lip. lip it's just like that goat's so immaculate sounding perfect this is it like- was
0: perfect and in this one it's still good production but it it is definitely diff- different the main glaring difference is dwayne's guitar is now way louder and it's way less reverby it's mm-hmm. way less um ambient and peripheral it's it's a lot more of a guitar which mm-hmm. is yeah guitar is cool i guess but what he did was a lot better that's not why we're here it's not why we're here <laughs> goddamn. and uh Overall it, it's it's feels way it, it still has a live quality to it, but it doesn't feel uh it is it just doesn't have the power. The power is missing. And I I can't really pinpoint exactly what it is. Uh it just doesn't I, feel as is impact, impactful. impactful.
1: I do get that um I wouldn't just say slave ship is like spacey and dreamy, because then you get whirl, which is an appropriate title for that type of type of thing. Super kooky. But then I feel like the whole album is building up to... Is Zach Zach- Zachariah the closest? It is not Close- the closer. Okay, sorry, I got it. it but it, it, feel it feels like, like, like it, it does... It. Like, that's where the album shit is. That
0: album... I mean, sorry, that song oh, is man. where it peaks. That is the best fucking song in the album. From That's my favorite song on the album. It's the most different. It's the slowest by far. It's the most uh, dark oh, and emotional. Is,
1: there is one after... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that is...
0: It's the most... Uh, I feel like it has the most uh personality to it too where a lot of these songs a lot of the in between songs even though they're cool like uh like perk and, and rope and they're they're all cool and wild and puss and whatever but they all have they all kind of feel the same mm-hmm. it's, it, there's no more like the, the darkness and weird distur- disturbing the nature twist
1: and turns. yeah
0: the, the unsettling stylings is is not there it's more mm-hmm. southern it's more heavy it's more angry um, and I actually don't really care for World, it's the only song in on the album. Well, that and actually I don't even care for the artist self-defense. I think it kinda it's a it's like the first song that is noticeably weaker than every song in the past three records. Yeah. It's like, whoa, we they have a they have a weak song now. Holy shit.
1: Uh, I also thought uh that was weak, but
0: uh but yeah, Zachariah is just so fucking crazy good.
1: It's almost yeah, it's almost like a different band.
0: Yep, yep. Uh so a few uh, another other things about this. Uh, and some quotes and stuff so the the artwork <clears throat> which is pretty fucking cool it's like a table of cats <laughs> uh, with a woman yeah it was done by Malcolm Bucknall which was the oh, father of a childhood friend of David Sims mm-hmm. I believe and uh let's see if there's I believe there's a quote about it
1: it's kind of uh, like a like a a dark version of the dogs playing poker but yeah, they're not it's true. I know they're not playing poker, but this, the the vibe of...
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. The, just the way it's kind of laid out. Um, so this was... Yeah, this is from Magnet, um, the interview in 2014. It says, uh, Liar's iconic album cover came courtesy of England-born Austin-based painter Malcolm Bucknall, the father of a childhood friend of Sims, whose work also appeared on the split single with Nirvana as well as Down. Uh, oh, did he... <laughs>
1: Oh, so it's split. I was it's like, split, split with I, down I was in like Incestus? No, that's different.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, Sim said he would go over to the Bucknell household because his friend Tim's parents let them smoke pot there. Their rationale was that the parents didn't think they could stop Tim from doing so, and rather he would do it at home and then get arrested doing it somewhere. Ugh, whatever. Uh, so this is, I think this is the. Uh, uh, yeah, this is a quote from 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 Sims. He says. There were these remarkable, amazingly beautifully executed, thrilling to look at and very, very strange paintings that his father had done just hanging around the house. It was just a treat to go over there and be able to look at these. And uh, apparently the the cover is an allegory of death. It's a it's a rendering of Bucknell's allegory of death. Um, And then there's actually an interview with with him as well, with Bucknell himself. Um, If I could find it. Um, Quick vamp while I find it.
1: Uh, what else do we got going on this? Uh, I'm I want to look up what album cover he did for Down because, like, in my head, I think I know what he did. Yeah, but I'm not hundred percent sure, so I'm not even gonna say it. Uh, oh, oh wait, did they mean the album Down or the? the I think the I think, band Down. I think it's a
0: split with the band Down. We'll find it right here. Uh, yeah. Um. Wait, maybe I can't mm, tell. Well, mm, never mind. Be further pun intended down wouldn't it, wouldn't that be it though yeah yeah i don't think it was oh no no down is separate it's not a split with down. i'm an idiot uh, yeah, yeah. It, so, it, it would be I i'm an idiot i thought it was a split with down like, that's what i down thought. wasn't around with nirvana that doesn't make any sense he was in pantera <laughs> at the time <laughs> 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 You're fucking idiot. i can't believe how stupid we are yes
1: <laughs> that's just how much we love heavy music That the album we want it to be the band yeah we yeah
0: <laughs> oh jesus christ uh but i think yeah it was it was um
1: i will say i will say mike was not a fan of rope but uh more of the more of the rockabilly texas stuff there if uh, yeah for sure if people are fans of it
0: um god damn where is the here's the oh yeah here's the here's i found the the book uh the artist stuff it's literally right in front of me i just didn't didn't see because i'm an idiot um let's see let's see let's see uh he says um so Bucknell only asked for copies of the album and posters as compensation. Uh, he, The quote he says, he says, my one stipulation was that the reproduction, of, my, the reproduction be of good quality without visual additions, no mustache on the Mona Lisa. Frankly, to me, these were kids who were enthusiasts and having a go at something they loved. And I suppose I was coming from the parental instinct. So he didn't want money. He just like... Yeah. I like what they're doing. I appreciate it. And it, what a fucking beautiful thing. Yeah. Because he also did the cover for the next album. Uh, or I think the, that I, one's better. It is real good. It's, it's real weird. Good.
1: It's simpler, but it's better. I love it. I yeah. love
0: it. This one is more abstract and, uh, and more like, you know, conceptual. Sure. Still cool. But um, so, yeah, back to the album and some of these quotes. These are I like these. This is uh, I found this insight to be very interesting. Um, So Dwayne says, <clears throat> Uh, because they were, they were on the, on the road constantly during this whole time period. Dwayne says, uh, we were touring a lot and we'd come home and someone would say, Hey, I've got an idea. Sometimes we would just sit around with acoustic guitars and then go work them out. The guitar and bass lines work just fine. Somebody could sit there and tap on a phone book and you can work that out. They weren't necessarily dependent on volume and effects to make those songs work. I like to think that maybe that's why they've held up better than some from that era. When it's all said and done, you can reduce them and analyze them and their structure and a certain sort of logic to the way those songs flow together. Yes. <laughs> this is this, that quote validated every feeling I've had about music making for my entire life if you if you take away all the all the shiny coats of paint all the effects all the the wacky production stuff how good are the songs and that's that explains it perfectly like can you just play them with a couple of acoustic guitars and a fucking tapping on a table and that's, are they still good
1: that's why i hate you too uh the, that that motherfucker oh, the edge he has <laughs> so many fucking effects
0: that's why i don't I don't love Tom Marlon. I don't love Jack White. Like, I appreciate what they I've, do.
1: Well, I, I've seen those guys play good songs they, with acoustics.
0: They, they can. The thing is, they're, they're also more talented than The Edge. But objectively speaking. But the thing is, like, if that, uh, that has its place, the, the crazy cool stuff has its place. But that's why I'm so obsessed with writing. And I'm so obsessed with the, the construction. That, that, that That's why. Because, like, I at least for me growing up, like I, I didn't have a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. I was very broke. I was still broke. Just spare bones. So I would, I would write on unplugged acoustic uh, or unplugged electric guitars for the most part. And I still pretty much write that way. Sometimes I'll plug it in to see how it works with everything. But uh, the, the when you can really take away everything and they're still good at the, the very core of it, I've, yeah, you're you're going to... you There's something there. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You're, you're, you're golden. You're golden. Uh, let's see. They did. Should we do There's some more quotes, some interesting stuff here from uh, f- more from Dwayne. Uh, he says, I think I like, I think what I like about liar is it, it just shoots right out of the gate tempo wise at a much faster pace than anything we else we ever did, uh, which is very true. Uh, and he says, I, I don't necessarily think that fast songs are what make things rock harder. I think some bands get too focused on that, but I, I just thought that that's what made this album different. Just had a sense of urgency to it as a result of that. that's what's always sort of stayed with me. That, that is accurate with compared to the, all the albums. This is the fast one.
1: Uh, Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, that, that mentality, you know, I, I'm all about heavy over fast and have been pretty much since I was going on over 10 years now. So
0: I, I was the complete opposite. I was fast over heavy for many years. Even though though I grew up with heavy, I grew up with, with, I mean, like my earliest metal bands, uh, Metallica was my, my first band really. And then, um, then Pantera and, and Sepultura were other ones that I was really into as a, like a child. It's and, all about the speed and thrash when you're. Exactly. And the, but the thing is I was into like later Sepultura when they were just all heavy, but uh, that changed very much when I was in my teens where everything became, it's not fast enough, fast, faster, faster, <laughs> even if you can't even fucking hear what's being played. Uh, and now I found a happy middle ground where yeah. I, I, I do prefer heavy these days. Over fast, but I, I still I still love me some fast.
1: I do like that that road led us both to, uh, uh, I, cause I don't know when we w- I'm sure one day, but, uh, Cryptic Slaughter.
0: Cryptic Slaughter. Man, that band, the fastest and the most messy. Yes. <laughs> so messy. But when you're chasing that high. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 That's like the limit. It feels like the limit Cause I've, <laughs> Cryptic I've, I've, the I've, limit. <laughs> cause I've listened to, to faster bands and, and on our Patreon, there's like bonus episodes of me talking about like my, my, super obscure collection the bands i go way faster but you can't tell what's happening anymore sure it just becomes like it's just a fucking mess of so it's just a fast mess but cryptic slaughter is like the limit where you can hear what's happening <laughs> still but it's so oh goddamn.
1: yeah they're not they're not even like a great bit it's no just no like, they're cool but yeah. they're not like
0: amazing right yeah. uh so, uh, well, a few more quotes before we move on, because the the bulk of the stuff we have is from this this period. Later on, things get messy and get complicated, and people drop off. Um, Sims says, uh, "Goat." This is what you mentioned at the at the top. Mm-hmm. He says, "Goat and liar always seem pretty similar to me. I think I prefer Goat. I think it sounds a little better, and I think the songs are a little stronger. But I like liar too. They always seem to me uh, almost two discs of a double album. They're not." Uh, They're not because they were recorded almost a year apart, but they almost sound like that. I don't think that's true at all. I mean, he's in the band. I should shut the fuck up. But come on. They sound nothing alike. They're so different.
1: (laughs) It's a weird. It's a weird ask. I was kind of taken aback reading it
0: because they're such different albums. But when you're in it like that and you're writing them all at the same time and you're coming from the same place creatively, obviously, they're going to feel very similar, Um, especially if your lifestyle was very similar around Mm -hmm. the making of both albums uh, but I think they're very, very different albums. Mac, the drummer, he says, uh, we had different practice places depending on what time of our history it was. I remember some of what we were doing in this, uh, some of some of that we were in this basement, this friend's apartment building. I remember going through the song gladiator This basement was really dark, dank and old. And there were practically no light, no lights at all. I don't know how much that had to do with how the songs formed or not. I have a very clear visual memory of that. Of course, I could be remembering it wrong, but that's what it brings to mind. Uh, a lot of that, uh, I still have that too, like old songs in a specific practice area and you can't separate that song from that that rehearsal space.
1: Uh, yeah, it's more than an audio experience for people
0: working on it. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Or I guess it could be for the listeners too, if you heard a, a song at a, a certain moment oh, yeah. in your life.
0: Or, yeah. yeah. I, have you ever tried this is gonna be way off topic, who gives a fuck. Have you ever tried to re uh to like take back a song from a memory? Oh, like
1: it's so like ingrained with that memory. Yeah. I'm. I'm assuming
0: it's not a good one. Maybe. Uh, what, maybe it wasn't like super bad, but maybe it's just one you'd rather not have associated. Fair. I. I
1: think I have. I
0: think I have. What was your result from that?
1: Uh, I'll say mixed. Mm-hmm. I think uh, sometimes I could get away from it. And then other times I just could It's forever there's there's forever associated with it.
0: I there's only one that I'm thinking of, and it's a song uh Song and Dance from Killing Joke. And I uh it, I was in high school and I was it was a certain and I still have the original memory. So what happened was I had this memory. I was like, I don't want that memory no more. I'm mm-hmm. gonna make a new one. And what happened was now I just have both memories. <laughs> I still remember both of them very distinctly. Yeah.
1: yeah, That's kind of best case scenario. Yeah. Is that hopefully (laughs) (laughs) you got something else, I guess you could get that fucked up one out of the way and then move on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's also an interesting thing where if you, uh, at least in my experience, if you try to make a memory with a song that that doesn't have one prior, it doesn't work the same. Oh no, you can't. Yeah. You can't, you can't force it. Yeah. So right now there's (laughs) one that I have. My memory is me trying to make the memory. It's not the memory of it. It's it's me trying to make the moment happen.
1: Mike's uh, Mike's writing songs for Maroon Five is what he's. I'm not trying. I'm not saying that at all. How dare you? How dare you? Fucking sorry. You just said memory so much. Is Is that really, dude? It's one of the most hack bullshit lyrical songs ever. The dude just says the memories bring back memories. Of memories bring back and i i thought sometimes <laughs> in my head i'll hear pop songs and i'll replace it with like stupid lyrics yeah and i thought i was doing that for this and no, then not muchacho. and then i heard it i was like no it's
0: that stupid that bad so, so that, that bad yeah holy this god episode's
1: long enough i shouldn't be
0: <laughs> i mean it's, it's fascinating it's an interesting episode and uh yeah but uh so yeah, um, more quotes because this is where we got our the beef, the, the most of our beef. Um, this is, yeah, so this, now i talking about Albini and his involvement because at this point we've only kind of mentioned it here and there. Uh, according to Dwayne, he says he was fairly involved back then. He'd always make comments before, during, and after practically every take. Some humorous, some were kind of snide. I remember on Boilermaker, there's that chorus line. He told me he thought it sounded like a theme from a game show. First of all, that that chorus fucking rips. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, I kind of, I kind of hear the game show thing, that's but
1: this, it's that's just his brain. That's just, I think
0: so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also some of the some of these songs, uh, because David Yow's lyrics are uh, they're insane. They're mm-hmm. completely insane, and they're hard to make out. But it, he always bases them off of really fucking fascinating stories. And even the song titles I find to be really. He's really good at naming songs. If he's the one naming them, anyway. Uh, so rope, he says. It's a disgusting story based on a true story. Some guy was dating this girl, and he was over at her house. She lives with her parents. She and her parents left to run errands or go shopping or whatever. But when they came back, he'd accidentally autoerotically asphyxiated himself. I think he had a trowel in his ass. Wow, dude. Get down. <laughs> Whoa! A trowel? Uh, is that how you pronounce it? A troll a trowel?
1: I, ha- I'm gonna say trowel. It's a, it's a gardening
0: tool. Yeah. It's fucking not cool to have it brass. Yeah. So it's painful.
1: That reminds me of that uh, Chuck Palahniuk book, oh, Haunted. Morning? Haunted. They were all like fucked up stories
0: like that. Oh, like that. Yeah. Uh, another, another one on on PUS, which we played a snippet of earlier. It says there was a great club in Chicago called Lounge Acts. At the time, there were these two girls who did a zine called Stalker, and mostly it was poking fun and making fun of the Urge, over, urge Overkill Boys. The Urge Boys had plenty of sense of humor as long as it didn't hurt them, but they didn't like that zine very much. Blackie Onassis, who was the drummer, pushed one of the girls down the stairs at Lounge Acts one time. Pushed a sort of based on that, like, "Wow, we you pushed a girl down the stairs? Like, geez, Jesus, dude, really? What are you fucking, Dr. Dre? What the fuck's, my God." <laughs> Burner. Yakety smackety do. Pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. No. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. you know what? I don't know how many more quotes we there, can go through. So
1: much. Yeah. I'm going
0: to do one more, all right, before we move on, because we spent a lot of time on this album, which yeah. is unexpected. Yeah. Dwayne, talking about David Yao. This is what but I said you, before. Yeah, you brought that one up. But, rather, but his vocals, he said, I used to think of his voice as almost like a saxophone. You had this free jazz saxophone going. If everybody was doing that to me, it wouldn't be a rock band anymore. It wouldn't be enjoyable to listen to. At least that's how we thought. We wanted the bass and drums to be very tight and machine-like and then also have the guitar fit in there in a very tight, machine-like way. That was our sound. I mean, the man knew exactly what he was doing. Man absolutely knew what he was doing. 100%. Goddamn. Goddamn. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> to wrap that up, It's a cool album it's fast it's angry it is not goat it is a different thing uh listen to it on its own don't listen to it after goat Mm -hmm. and then they put out lash then they put out lash so i guess we're not done
1: (laughs) well it's two two songs with uh the rest are live yeah and i think the first song is better than the second song just to keep this
0: i dig them both um I'm forgetting the names of them right now. Yeah, glamorous and deaf as a bat.
1: Yeah. Deaf I, as a bat is
0: literally a minute in 40 seconds. It is. Yeah. And
1: yeah, it's not, you know, clever. It's not blind as a bat. Yeah. Deaf as a bat.
0: Yeah. It's, it's it's cool. They're both cool songs, but the rest Not really. I mean it's it's Ladies Shoes, Killer McConn, Bloody Mary, and Monkey Trick, all live. And I mean they sound good as far as live recordings go. All really the
1: live good. recordings sound the all the bonus live recordings sound good. Especially for a band that sounds like this.
0: Oh yeah, very super unexpected, uh, and the EP overall is cool for mega fans. It's basically a single with filler, uh, pretty much. So yeah, so check out the tracks. I think they're bonus tracks on the next album. Mm. The 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 two oh, okay. the two originals. Okay. <laughs> so it, it makes it easier. Um, I didn't know that before going in, so I would just talked about it then. But <clears throat> yeah, cool EP.
1: Well, they're live. These are the studio ones. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so a cool P but inconsequential overall. But now, next big actual album, mm-hmm. you ready? I'm ready. This is 1994's Down. And yeah, does that not have a lot of? Then comes Deadly, with starting out with the bass and drums, oh, and yeah. the guitar line comes in a a, yeah. a, a bar later. Still a fucking cool friend.
1: This would be the last uh,
0: album of those produced by Albini. Oh yeah, last Albini album, and we got stories. I actually do quite like this production so much more than the last album. It, it does have
1: some more warmth. It's
0: like, a bit bigger. Yeah. The guitar is a lot more on the sides, way more in the back. Maybe too much, honestly. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> do with it being a little bit louder, but. So that's pretty fucking cool uh
1: yeah it's not i don't know this didn't wow me but
0: this is uh it is not a perfect album it is a definite step down <laughs> but i like the album a, a lot more than i than i thought i was going to there's some some fucking bangers on here
1: yeah the first like song that like stood out to me was the associate
0: dude the associate is one of their best songs yeah it's fucking so good
1: that's where, like, the base, bass line is, like, kind of jazzy.
0: But it's still super paranoid and twisted. Oh, no,
1: it is, yeah. And uh, the
0: whole song is super crawly and quiet. It, very threatening. It's, yeah. And, again, with Dennison's guitar lines, it's just like, oh, this is, this is fucked up. It's one of the most it's, fucked up songs. It's a really creepy, like,
1: free jazz guitar solo.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so many things on here that I do like a lot, but... As a whole, it is the first. First of all, it's the, it's the the first album of theirs to pass the forty minute mark. Oh, I mean, it's okay. it's forty two minutes or something like that, which barely. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. it feels longer than it should be. Like I it, think because
1: they're just so efficient before this.
0: Exactly, they're efficient, and also they're starting to repeat stuff now. Now mm-hmm. there's a there's a template Jesus Lizard kind of song now. Mm-hmm. Now, like that sounded like a different version of Then Comes Dudley, and then the track two, which is a uh, mistletoe is like another version of mouth breather. It's, it's not like it, it sounds like mouth breather, but it, it, again, it's trying to follow the template mm-hmm. of slow, mid-paced, heavy opener, fast, uh, aggressive yeah, up. You,
1: you did set that up earlier.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's a good template, but when it's, <laughs> it, it, this is a little blatant. It was a little blatant. Not that these are bad songs, but, uh, what I, was it? Go I ahead. think,
1: uh, destroy before reading. Uh-huh. um, I can hear how those Atlanta metal bands like Macedon or Baroness listen to that, uh. and I hear a a lot of like, and maybe it's the Southern thing too. But like, there are riffs on there where I'm like, there, there's no way like Brent or John from Baroness
0: oh didn't didn't love this. love the song yeah, like for sure, uh, and and that. That's a, I mean, I really dig those weird... There's a lot of weird chords in there. I really like that song. I don't think it's a fan maker, but I like the, I like it getting the end. I think it's a great song. Um, <clears throat> there is some... Uh, there's still a lot of weirdness on here. Um, so there's only a couple things that I that I noticed behind the, the, the behind the scenes stuff because apparently there's mm-hmm. some fuckery behind the production of this album. Uh, some drama. A little drama. And we're not going to find out exactly what because... Uh, This is the interview with David Yao. He says, um, well, first of all, he doesn't like this album. He says, this is a quote from from Yao. He says, my only real complaint with the Jesus Lizard is that down record. Uh, It's kind of like the Jesus Lizard's version of Just Keep Eating, where some of the songs aren't so bad, but it sounds like poop. I don't think it sounds like poop at all. I think it sounds very, very nice. And then then he was asked uh, if if Steve Albini hurt the sound of the album on purpose. Mm. And he says, and this is David Yow says, there are some weird things that went on with making that record that I don't want to delve into. And that's mm. that.
1: So I don't know who, knows? I don't know. who, who fucking knows. I, who knows? There's who knows? still uh, like we said, I, I don't know this. It's, it's a weird album, but then there's this, like, so many weird things. I think I would, like, come back to this. Oh, yeah. Before... Um, Liar? B- before
0: Liar. Um, In a weird way, I agree. I, I think I like it more as an album, even though I... No, I think I, I like it indivi- the songs individually more, even though I think Liar is a better album.
1: That that makes sense, because, like, there were, there was some fatigue towards the end, but, like... Oh, my God, the best parts i'm jumping ahead a little here but like it's totally oh, the best parts yeah it's just like psych surf inspired but through like this jesus jesus lizard filter yeah. and like
0: the effects on Dwayne's guitar are actually well like he doesn't use effects that often mm-hmm. like now that i think about it and that's one of the rare occasions it works very well uh elegy or elegy rather um i don't actually don't know which one's correct maybe elegy um that's like the ballad here quote unquote yeah, um, Very nice. Yeah, I I, I kind of wish it was on earlier in the album to help break up the, the pacing a little bit.
1: I don't want it giving you something different than the, exactly. than the goat pacing. Uh,
0: it's very slow, very gentle by their standards. Uh, I don't think it's one of their strongest ballads, but it's still very nice. Very nice.
1: Are, and yeah, Even like, um, I don't know if it's the first time, but the first time I noticed they start using an organ on horse.
0: Yeah, I think it's like the <laughs> one of the only times that's uh, that's david sims on horse
1: there were a few times i noticed the organ and it, it it works for me
0: yeah it's very cool it actually it's super subtle it's not uh, in the forefront at all it's mm. it's in the background but you know it's there you're not going to miss it you feel it yeah it's very cool um and i, I do appreciate that song from a, from a pacing standpoint because i i'm not a fan of uh american bb fine to be i mean it has moments but i don't i just don't care for it overall uh but horse wanted me back lowrider has such a wiggly main bass line that song i was like are we gonna
1: get a break from david Yao yelling at us and no the answer is no, buddy. I, I would say it's one of his more intense the,
0: at this point like i don't even notice Yao anymore like, I, i've heard or, him so or, long
1: or maybe because the song was this kind of i don't want to say nice but you know yeah it, it goes Easy. a while without vocals. Oh yeah, and then yeah, when yeah. they come in, man, he they, comes in. Yeah,
0: yeah. Th- that's one thing that they do a lot that I, I actually do co- quite like is when you think it's going to be an instrumental song, and then in the last minute he's. <laughs> a- <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, I like Queen for a Day as well. Very, you know, it's a uh, southern with some traces of mental illness in there. Uh, it's, uh,
1: uh, yeah, that one feels more like kinetic and, like, more frenzied where, like, the other ones feel, like, more grounded in anger to me.
0: A lot of the, yeah, a lot yeah. of this is grounded in, in, in more angry. It, not so much as the last one, but uh, <clears throat> it's it's just like if you, it's, this is basically a hybrid of goat and liar, but not the uh, the godlike thing that you think it would be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose it actually is. If you take the greatness of of Goat with like some of the the, those, the lower parts of Liar, you get a decent hybrid of both. It's it's the spork. It's the spork. It's the spork of Jesus Lizard albums, and
1: it's a, fine. <laughs> Jesus Lizard spork is still better than normal normal bands' forks. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I mean, I think so. I I, I do like this album um, a lot even though it is objectively one of the one of the weaker on the weaker end um and i and i will say since we're moving forward uh this is the last jesus jesus lizard sounding album
1: and the the last one on touch and go last one on touch
0: and go the last one that sounds like the jesus lizard the last one that feels like the jesus lizard oh well the rest feel like them but not in the way that we get here whereas you put this on and then you put on something from head you know that's the same fucking band. Mm-hmm. Like they f- it feels, even the production is very similar. Um, yeah, cool album, but uh, yeah, apparently people have problems with with the production of this. I, I don't get I, it. I don't I, get it.
1: I think it's kind of fair. It's just like the production on Go is this sexual
0: high bar, and then uh, it's a high bar. But like, no one was complaining about Liar, and I think this sounds okay. way better than Liar.
1: Okay, uh, I get what you. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I, if there's anything to say, there, there are there moments that did yao is mixed so quiet that i don't even know he's there mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's something but uh i don't know he, he's fucking growling anyway who cares uh <clears throat> but anyway uh time to move on yes hell yeah so this is uh Well, now they're on a major label, everybody.
1: Capitol Records.
0: Capitol Records. And not just Capitol Records. They are now not friends with Steve Albini. And there's a lot of quotes that we're going to go into. Yeah, obviously there was. There's a big old falling out. There's a whole thing that happened. But anyway, this is 1996's Shot. Like the way... Lower. Yeah. There we
1: go. Yeah, like the way the snare and the the sound on this is just so much more different.
0: It's I hate it. Ew. I do. I don't think it sounds bad, but comparatively, I hate it. What a strange song.
1: He is right in your
0: face now. Yeah. The
1: so the point where you're almost like beside like a different to singer, right?
0: Yeah.
1: This
0: is a fucking cool song, <laughs> though. I, I love it.
1: With I love it. it. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's a it's a really fucking great song, uh, but you know something's different.
1: Um, having said that, though, I I don't know why this was like the second Jesus Lizard album I heard, but it oh, was. Wow. And like, uh, I setting aside, you know, the fact that you know, I listen. I still, I'm I'm gonna give this one personal favorite. Wild, because wild, it feels. It feels like such a pick me up after the unevenness of, of down, the, the, yeah. Or
0: just of the last few.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, you, obviously, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not Goat. Goat is, is, go is one of the kind. Of it yeah. is. But like, I just, I just think this, this album has like an energy that is dope.
0: It is a good album. It is a good album. I don't, I don't love it. I find a lot of parts of it take, like dip way too low. This is the first album where there are multiple songs in a row I don't like, which is mm. unprecedented. But there's still a ton of great shit on here, and it's very interesting. But uh, a little bit of the backstory. <clears throat> so uh, I already like skip. I keep skipping shit because I'm talking so much about the whatever. Uh, but because um, I, I, I skipped to you know John Loader mastered down, which is cool and important. But I skipped that. But anyway. So this one, and this this is with the, the whole moving to a major label and all the things that came with that. And one of them is the, the accusations of selling out. And uh, David Sims had an interesting quote. He says, I think I sort of take exception to the, the whole indie versus major, major label debate. It's just that I know so many people that got screwed over by one indie label after another and never did get tra- treated fairly until they went to a major label sonic youth comes to mind they just got reamed by homestead then sst then blast first uh and then never did get treated fairly until they signed to geffen at which point they were called sellouts so uh when I, yeah when i think of some when i think of selling out i think of somebody who, sort of in order to make the money make some sort of compromise when you look at the melvin's record and sonic youth records those records you can tell are not like there's not some label bastard looking to get a get them a number one hit at the wheel there uh it's a, it's a it's a perfect example because mm-hmm. those records, uh, at least the Melody's records, didn't make any money. They they, they were good. They were great albums, <laughs> and they 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 kept doing what they wanted to do. You could still do, like, uh, at least at the time in the '90s, like yeah, if, if you're going to get signed to a major label, you might as well get if you can yeah. make some money out of it. Try yeah, uh,
1: if yeah, if the label has like real realistic expectations of what they're going to get out of the bat and they're not going to try to be like fit a like square in a a round hole or whatever fit a square into a
0: dollar sign hole yeah yeah. uh albini uh on on the whole falling out in his it's like his quote makes me like wow this was really bad uh i didn't realize like how much they he was upset by this he says um Well, David Yao and I are still friends. Uh, I mean, the way they were behaving as a band the last few years of their existence, I don't think was particularly honorable that they were making an obvious play for mainstream success. And in the process, they sort of neglected or spurned outright their peer group. And it rubbed me wrong at the time. Now it's been a long time since that should happen. And I prefer not to think about that period. Basically kind of feel like they were making a stab at something and it didn't pan out. And I don't think they need to be beaten up over it again and again. <laughs> I fuck, holy shit. <laughs> like he's like, all right. All right. You guys, you guys tried, you guys failed. Let's move on. I don't, I don't know if I see it like that. I don't think I see it as them. Like, yeah, I, trying it. I think it's like, what's well, an opportunity. Why wouldn't you try that opportunity?
1: To yeah, to make a living doing something you, you know your passion. You can't.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, however, I do I do disagree entirely with how this album was recorded. I don't like the way it sounds. They had like, uh, so so Tom puts like a whole list of the people who worked on it. So it was engineered by uh Garth, which is Garth Richardson. Apparently, the nickname is because he had a stutter. Which is, mm. which is funny. Um, he did like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Melvin's Origins, Machine, L7, and Anansi. Anansi. I can't read. Um, and then it was also engineered by Jeff Lane, who did Mary J. Blige, Pearl Jam, R. Kelly. Uh, real talk. Mm. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> fucking psychopath. Uh, and it was mastered by High Weinberg, who uh, you know, did Chuck Berry, Els Fitzgerald, Rush, Scorpions, Motorhead. Like, they're, they're getting all these fucking giant people and and uh, tom writes he says uh there, uh there are also a further two names credited with mixing the album all of which goes to illustrate that the band were serious about stretching out of the indie parameters they had been working with and working in with albini One assumes assume steve would have viewed these production editions with disdain and i believe he did
1: whatever uh, it's a bang it's a banger of an album
0: still cool album but it is definitely a different thing it is a totally a different thing more songs let's talk more about the music screws.
1: thumbscrews you thumbscrews have, rules it's fucking amazing. That,
0: oh god damn it. The fucking slide the slide guitar in that song it's so bad shit. And
1: then yeah, like good riddance. I think that's like one of my favorite riffs. Oh yeah. It's so just, memorable. Yeah. Um
0: and one thing about that song, and it's one thing that I think starts on this on this album. Uh, maybe started on the last album a little bit, where the guitar lines are still pretty fucking memorable, mm-hmm. but the bass lines are taking a real nosedive in quality. Mm-hmm. Like that song. Is saved by that the, the, by the guitar lines. Where I think the bass lines are pretty forgettable. Mm-hmm. Uh, still like it overall. though
1: um, I'm gonna say it wrong. Uh, Turf. Terfer- oh, uh,
0: trephination. 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 Holy shit! That's the spy
1: song. That that's I, the fucking spy. I don't song. know if
0: I feel spy from that song, which is funny because I, I don't feel spy, spy from that one. I'm gonna put it on because that main riff is like generic evil. And it, you know what that those notes are. I will. will, uh, And this is going to be for a specific person or a specific set of people. You ever hear the score to Hateful Eight?
1: No, not like on its own. I've seen the movie, but. It's the
0: main theme. Okay. It is the same exact notes, different different composition, Mm -hmm. same notes though. But this, yeah, go ahead and put it on. Oh, no, go ahead, go the, the drums are very no, spot, no, no. you're yeah. right, you're
1: right, yeah. I do hear the, the hateful yeah. thing,
0: yeah. It's going to take, it. Oh, damn, it's going to take us too long to get to, the, to where the guitar really opens shit up, Don't yeah, maybe that'll play a little bit. This is fucking cool. so good. Yeah, yeah. His control lines really fucking. Oh goddamn. Yeah, Dwayne Dwayne really opens up that song musically, but lyrically, that fucking song hit us. Bot,
1: dude. Yeah, I because yeah, I didn't look up the
0: Well, I, I didn't look him up but I yeah, could yeah. hear what he's saying. So the, the lyrics are, are, are dialogue between two people. It sounds like a like a relationship type of situation. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if you've been in that situation, that song is going to hit you, dude. <laughs> it is such a specific situation between two people talking. It's like, fuck, that's really OK. All right. He really nailed that. He really nailed how that goes. I'll, uh, I'll
1: go. Uh, I'll go back and listen to that one my uh depression has has lifted whenever the fuck that is
0: in, in a way pff, i'm telling you right now in a way uh, it almost helps because I'm, I'm depressed all the fucking time but like <laughs> uh it's not a happy thing it's a very dark thing sure. but the fact that someone is acknowledging it is like oh that feels good that that i do oh, no, know this that I, you know this i
1: get that sometimes you want to feel that shitty like it helps you feel.
0: It yeah, to know that it exists and that yeah you're not the first person to feel that way. Even though you know cognitively you're not the first person to feel that way. Sure. Th- hearing someone repeat it back to you when you didn't ask them about it is a very nice moment. It's a very good moment. Um that's what I when I first heard it. But uh what else is on this uh, the,
1: the other two songs I really like is Too Bad About the Fire. It's just like You know, even though he's a weird guitar player, that's one of the weirdest solos.
0: That is one of the few times he just says, I'm going to play a solo super well, and you're going to be impressed. It is a phenomenal solo. I don't love the song so much, but that solo is fucking, it's unbelievable. He's so goddamn good.
1: Yeah. He never shows off like that. (laughs) And to the point where it's like, yeah, I think that's weird within the context of the band where you're like, it's pretty normal actually if you were to separate it. Yeah. And then yeah, I dislike how hard and chunky uh is it pronounced curl?
0: Uh
1: churl, churl? curl. Churl? I, don't, I don't know honestly. It Probably churl. Yeah. I dislike how hard and chunky that song is. Just,
0: that that song was conflicting. Like I, I, I don't love it overall, but I think the good there outweighs the bad, but barely. Mm-hmm. I feel like the good barely outweighs the bad. I still like it. Uh yeah I mean I found that, I think like the last one, it's just like, oh, I feel the length of this one. It's only mm. a 40 minutes, but they're like a 30 minute band. They're like a 30 yeah. minute album band. Yeah, It's the sweet spot.
1: No, uh, this was for whatever reason, way more exciting to me than the previous two.
0: Interesting. Interesting. It does. It's definitely going, going places and it's doing something different. It, it doesn't feel like, the, cause I uh, will give you that, especially hearing down after the rest, mm-hmm. like oh, they they have a formula. Like I said before, they have yeah. a template. Like this sounds like a Jesus Lizard type thing. This no longer has that. There are moments where they like oh, they're doing their thing, but as a whole, it is a very different, different sounding album, different sounding band, pretty much.
1: Like yeah, it's not an amazing song, but perverted slow,
0: pervertedly slow. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's just like. It's something different.
0: It is very different. I think it's the weakest closer at this point. Uh, I, I think I, that's kind of fair. I like the I like the chorus though, and I was really like Yao's vocals on there. Mm-hmm. He's real beef harding it up. That <laughs> I, <the, laughs> I can't even fucking do it. I said like Ned <laughs> from South Park. <laughs> like yeah, we a lot of that kind of shit. It's fucking it's so <laughs> abrasive, but if you like it, it it's not abrasive. Like, I guess. Uh, yeah, but definitely highlights highlights in... uh. Well, uh, a different a different direction. Alex's personal favorite and worth a shot. Worth uh, a shot.
1: Uh, pun intended. Worth a shot. Well, yeah, And then cool I, I, I fucked up. I'm surprised at how we wrapped that up. And oh,
0: yeah. So the next EP is not streaming. It's uh, you find it where you find it. We got it on YouTube. Do you want I to turn down this in case there's oh, yeah, commercials? No um, uh, there are not commercials, so I'm good to go. Right. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, this is the first record I, 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 damn, I, I fucking ski Nope. Before we move on, I what fucked you up. Got? I keep skipping shit because one of the funny, the funny things, uh, the cover of this album, the photography is done by, uh, Michael Levine. Who's done, uh, works with a white zombie, Sonic Youth, My Honey, Soundgarden and Vanilla Ice, yeah. which is a fucking hilarious. Tom adds, Hey man, man's got to work. Like what a beautiful collection of things goddamn it all right i'm done i'm done okay uh so it's next ep yeah. it's the first the first record without mac mcneely mm. different drummer it's a different thing but <clears throat> this is also released on uh i don't have it in front of me but i will find it It was
1: not capital though not
0: capital sure shit wasn't capital this was on jet set records and um yeah this is a, the also the only record to not have a four-letter word as the title Oh shit! This is 1998, self-titled.
1: There's something about his voice, or I'm like, I feel like the that like bite is gone. Bite isn't isn't here so much. The song does, or his vocal performance, it should say does rev up to it though.
0: He's still David Yale, but he's trying a, a little bit more singing. These
1: also, days. also, I should have wrote this down, but uh, I see your favorite favorite guitar player produced some of this.
0: Yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw that. John Kale of the Velvet Underground, one of my least favorite bands. I'm a Kale-man. He's a Kale-man. So this feels... Like, that's fine. It's fine. It's like, it's not quite liar, but it's it's in the same ballpark. I think the riffs are a lot weaker, but it's still not a bad song. The one thing I will note, and quite viciously, I will, mind, I will, I will add, that I hope you like that drum beat because that's the only thing this fucking guy ever does. Mm. The new drummer, what's his name? I had it. Jim Kimball. James Kimball, whatever. Jim Kimball is no mac McNeely. No. he's a good drummer i think he's from laughing hyenas uh or was in ha- laughing hyenas he's a good drummer he doesn't do very many things though he kind of just does that you know that that machine gun bass drum thing
1: yes for it, every song it, it is more pro i will say it is more prominently felt on ISO.
0: yeah yeah, it's it, and, and the thing is, I don't even dislike these songs. Uh, the first half of this, the first three tracks, I think are actually pretty solid. They're cool. They're not like the greatest Jesus song, but they're they're solid. Uh, I'm
1: I'm glad we. I feel like we're gonna come together right now. Uh, I on think the, uh, on the last I two think- tracks.
0: Uh they're not that great. Is that- <laughs> oh no. No,
1: I love them. You
0: love them? I don't like them.
1: <laughs> Never mind. I totally
0: misread the situation right now. He just tried to kiss me and I'm like, "Whoa, buddy." Whoa. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. Uh, so tell me what you like about them. They're, um, they're Valentine and, and uh, Needles for teeth. So they're two completely different animals. Completely.
1: Um I just love that guitar playing in Valentine. It's pretty much this uh, is it the guitar. Oh no it's a,
0: it's a solo bass. It's a solo, solo bass, bass track. Even yeah. better.
1: Even better. Yeah. It's just a solo bass track and I I dig it. I like the way it feels. It's like unique. It is definitely unique. I do like I actually then, like
0: the outro way more.
1: Yeah, it builds to this like weird electronic yeah. thing and I was like, "Oh, it's going to be like the second half of the song and then it's kind of over, over." And just yeah, fades I, out. It's Yeah, I don't know. I I think Valentine's like one of my favorite. Oh wow! Jesus Holy shit! Songs Holy for some shit. reason, um, and then needles for teeth is unlike anything. Every
0: song, everything—it's unlike
1: everything—and it's it's cool. I know that's not why we're we're here. I know Jesus lizard fans came for a very different meal, and they fucking served them something else. Yep. I I really like the surreal electronic psych stuff they do on it. And it, is, it
0: is definitely wild. It is. It is. There's no structure. There's practically no guitar. It's very crazy stuff. Like, it's like a collage almost.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is more structured than, like... I feel like we've covered some, like, free for me things. Mm-hmm. But I don't... I, I like both those songs a lot. And, right, okay, yeah, okay. I kind of like space. You know, the first three songs... We we know what we're getting.
0: Yeah. Those
1: two songs took me aback. uh,
0: Yeah, those were... I did not see those (laughs) coming.
1: No, and yeah, I kind of wish this was streaming just off the strength of those two alone.
0: Interesting. All right, all right. So there it is. There's a perfect perfect dichotomy there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because like, we're not getting anything... We thought we weren't getting anything new, and then we get something very new. And honestly, this is going to sound super mean, but... I mean, I like those tracks, but at least he doesn't have Jim on drums. <laughs> there it is. There it is. That
1: was the weakness.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, again, he's fine, but holy shit. Yeah.
1: And then, yeah, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but yeah, they'll, they'll do
0: Needles for Teeth again. They will. They'll it's, also do Cold cold Water again. That's Yes. The, yeah. Yes. But that is... The opening track, by the way. That one's a little more similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a different thing. This is... This is, this this. is the superior version. I will wholeheartedly agree with that and we're we're doing a little bit of a spoiler but we're already done because we're at the last album we're finally here this is a very long episode thank you all for sticking with us if you have stuck with us if you're not if you haven't stuck with us you're not hearing this right now I don't know why I'm saying (laughs) that but thank you anyway there it is everybody last album 1998, Blue He's still doing the bass drum thing, (laughs) even now. At least it sounds big. It does sound big. I think this album actually sounds better than Shot, Uh, production-wise. I could see that, yeah, or hear that. Yeah, It's one of the most machine-gun-sounding songs they have. Yes, this is... They
1: might as well have... This used a drum machine again on the cell
0: And They do with certain parts, yeah. No pictures, well. on.
1: I'm well. That is like one of the most straightforward, like rock and roll riffs.
0: Yeah, We're gonna get a few more of those too. Yeah. I actually do like this song a lot. It's not bad. It's not bad. I don't really think anything on this album
1: is is bad. I just
0: don't.
1: Uh I just don't love it. Unison? Uh worst, worst least, least favorite.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is it's, unanimously it, the worst. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's just off um. And then, yeah, it's not even, I don't know, there's some... There's some
0: the, good stuff here, there's some really good stuff here, but... It,
1: like, yeah. those first two songs are kind of just, like, you know, I feel like we're clocking in, we're at work, whatever, it's... The,
0: dude, man, the, 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 the Trek to Horse Doctor Man, oh my god, like, I thought I liked it, and then... the same feeling. And then the chorus comes in, and I was... My my jaw was on the fucking floor because of...
1: maybe not the exact same feeling, but the it, same, like I thought I liked it, and then I was just like, no.
0: My jaw was on the floor because that that course is is the most generic dog shit riff the band has ever done. Yeah, it's
1: going dog shit.
0: Dog shit, and, and I don't think, and I'm I'm gonna stick to that one riff being dog shit, and the rest of the album, I just I don't want to care for it. Mm-hmm. It's it's just generic rock. And they've never done that, and I've never, I've never uh, heard a riff of theirs aside from that song. Or mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, I sure hope it doesn't do that, and then it does that.
1: Yeah, that's what's what the, that's what it did. It was the first time they're predictable.
0: Predictable in a way that I was like, oh, please don't do that. That sucks. Yeah. that's a bad riff. Don't do that one. And then they did that. It's fucking awful. The the verses are actually pretty cool. Uh, the only thing on here that I think is fucking exceptional and very cool, Eucalyptus.
1: I. Love me some eucalyptus. Great song. It's almost like they took a page out of Primus's book.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. think of that.
1: Yeah, interesting and um,
0: fucking awesome. It's eerie, it's spacious, which uh, we haven't heard since Pure. Yeah, or it's that fucking big in, in, in space. In spa- like the the part that I insisted we put on from uh, Rabbit Rabbit Pigs. Yeah, that sound is kind of around it's, here. It, like, it, and honestly, admittedly, there's a lot of great textures on this album. It's like a cool. It's, it's produced in a very cool way. It's the songs. The riffs don't hold up. It's the writing. Um, go, ahead, that, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: That, that is like the best song on the album. And I think the other the other two, well, other few things that work good for me, this version of Cold Water is better. The vocals are that intensity you want from Jesus. Lizard. I actually
0: like the other version better. Interesting. And I like the way it's produced a little bit better. It's a little bit more more raw and, and live sounding, and also I don't like it in the album like this. I think the context is why I don't like it. I, 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 as, an I opener, as an opener, as an opener, because I, I don't know. This is maybe maybe just me, but I give opening songs a lot of slack. Yeah, I, I always have. I always cut the first song, your, like, even if I don't your love attention it.
1: Attention spans there.
0: What's gets like maybe it's not the greatest thing ever, but if the second song is good enough, it will make the first song feel like a, a, a precursor like it was mm-hmm. pri- it was setting me up for that second song mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll enjoy it in that sense there's a lot of albums that i feel like that about so as it as an opener cold water like all right it's not the greatest thing ever but it's fine in the middle or er, er, and following uh, a tale of two women it's like this is not nice. these riffs kind of blow
1: i do think like, a tale of two Women's like,
0: it's fine it's cool it's yeah. yeah i don't mind that one either that's why like, it makes the cold water seem even weaker to me
1: um and then yeah like i said fuck this version of needles
0: okay that's a whole, that, a whole conversation that's a whole nother song it's a whole i mean, i'm gonna talk a little bit about the, the backstory of this album a little bit and then All we're right. gonna spend 20 minutes on that one song
1: god damn it okay
0: <laughs> so uh so a lot of the same production team from mm-hmm. shot is on this one uh but uh tom's tom notes he says uh the interesting edition of Andy Gill of Gang, of Gang of Four. Uh Gill had a ton of other production credits, notably including Killing Jokes' eponymous two thousand three album, the one that Dave Grohl played on to atone for Nirvana ripping off eighties for "Come as You Are." All right, I don't think that's the reason he didn't. He oh right. no, it is. It's the reason. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. He he literally said that. Yeah, he's. I was he's trying to find that. that. I was trying to find that quote and I couldn't find it. I've
1: seen it. I've oh, seen no it. No way. I, I would need to like look it up to get a source, but I've I've seen him. Because, uh, yeah, I've seen that quote.
0: Because the only because when when I looked it up, all it said was they were looking for uh, they they had him, uh, Danny Carey, and I forget the third guy. I'm uh, mm. I'm, I'm so I forget, but they wanted all three of them to play on the album. Yeah, and then they they said that as soon as Dave heard all the songs, he's like, I want the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't know it was because like I'm sorry, by the way. I mean, I'm sure
1: <laughs> I'm sure he like actually wanted to work with them. I'm sure it was but, a, it's a great album. It's yeah, a great yeah. album.
0: Uh, that's that's fast. I mean it's fair like yeah they, they were in the process of getting sued when yeah. kurt killed himself yeah like, that was a bit and you listen to the songs back to back it's pretty similar it's the it's, it's the, the same, same it's the same fucking thing uh killing joke that's sec, the second killing joke reference of the of the day i fucking uh, love it's that Happen. happened uh but let's see oh yeah so david o actually likes this album which i find funny um that is funny I'm, I'm. You never know where these, these guys are going to come from. But he says, I like Shot and Blue. I think I like both of those records. I think that except for the drumming on Blue. <laughs> there you go. I think it's a pretty cool record. And there, there are a lot of cool textures on there that I think are really cool. And I thought that Andy Gill had a lot of good ideas. Uh, and I, I do agree that there's a lot of cool textures on this record. But, but now we have to talk about... <laughs> needles for teeth this version because it is horrific i think it's the worst song
1: by far i didn't even realize it was the same song i was (laughs) like the song (laughs) blows and then i looked at i was like no why are you doing this to me
0: we have to put it on because we can't even explain so you you've all heard a lot of the jesus lizard by now if you've never heard them before you know what they sound like this is not what i was expecting or you were expecting or maybe anybody
1: and then, not in a good way, like the a bad way. First version is good. It's stock generic rock music.
0: It's not even awful, but it is pretty. Like, okay, right, it. it's. I'm, so, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed listening to this right now. This is uh,
1: uh, a wrestler who needs theme music. It's a
0: wrestling theme. That's what it is. That's what I'm embarrassed because I love it. <laughs> i
1: kidding. I don't love it. No, I, but they, they don't want to give him like a full. He's not like a top guy. So they're not going to spend that much time or money. So it's just like, uh, you dude. can walk to the ring to that. The
0: old N64 games, like, uh, Oh, dude, it, no Mercy, it sounds like the, the stock. Exactly. Music, what? Yeah. Like the stock music for those, for those wrestling. It's a games. very
1: specific thing. If you weren't there. And, and, it's, yeah. beca-
0: and it's because it's super nineties sounding. It's like yeah. the most dated, uh, 90s drum machine, drum machine sound. It's like, yeah. it's like, you know, Spice Girls shit. Check out that episode, I guess. Um, but it's like, it's like one of the cringiest dated sounding things ever. And it, it's unusual because I actually like the direction that they're going with the sub. I feel like after this album would have been another fucking great album. Interesting. Because the writing is, is pretty iffy and it's not consistent, but they're a different like, band now. They're actually trying to, to not sound like
1: they usually do. Last good thing I'll say, cause Robert isn't here and someone's got to do it. Oh, no. Fucking happy snakes. Give it to me. It's just happy snakes. I like how weird it is. You like it. I like how fucking weird it is.
0: I'm gonna tell you right now at at, at a minute fifty. Yeah, there is some great synth sound. I think there's there you synths. Go. They're fucking r- again. I love the sounds and the, I like like the direction. Yeah. I, I like what they're doing. It's just the the riffs. I don't I don't like any sure. of the riffs. No, there is there's something off. That's it's definitely off. And that's one thing that I mentioned way way before. Mac not being here feels different. Mm-hmm. It, it's like we've said in the past, like someone had left a comment. It was a brilliant, a brilliant way to put it, it was like uh, drummers and shout out to whoever it was. Uh, drummers are both the most replaceable and most important member of the band or something like that. Yeah. Or, or something of that nature. Like they are so important yet they're, all, they're easily replaced. Yeah. Like, it changes things
1: yeah like we talked i well i talked about that on the the volta episode like how much those drummers change Oh,
0: change what it changes everything yeah and like i said before jim is not a bad drummer he's just not the right guy it's not the right fit yeah and he's also doing the same fucking beat for the most part uh it yeah, it, this was it's it's I knew this was going to be the worst one, like from, from years ago. I've heard it, I think I heard this once. I knew it was not, gonna I, be good. I hadn't
1: heard it before. We, yeah,
0: I knew it would be the worst. I, but I was still disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. I was still like, oh man, just hearing and some genius
1: that they were in some ways. I was relieved because I didn't really want to give anything else
0: it does it does help yeah. for this podcast we're like oh thank god there's a bad album because <laughs> if i had to fucking give a good album a bad thing is it made me feel bad yeah. uh but it's still disappointing i saw it coming a mile away but also last thing i'll note, very last thing because this is so long thank you all for hanging with us it's late i have to go to sleep like right now oh <laughs> uh Dwayne, i feel like is holding the entire thing together as best he can because like the only thing i really like are his guitar lines mm-hmm. bass lines i think are fucking yeah and then everything else aside from like the you know the production stuff yeah I, a lot of stuff like man if it wasn't for him doing this i would hate this yeah goddamn
1: this, yeah this kind of it does kind of feel yeah. like they're checked out here and maybe maybe in like a different world that could have been yeah uh, a good album but uh, do, but yeah do you do you know why there were the uh i do, i don't really know why there were like the Gaps and uh, playing live and stuff.
0: Uh, I mean, when those, so they they broke up. Uh, they were dropped from uh, from Capitol mid contract. Obviously, and <laughs> obviously, and then they broke up kind of immediately, I think. Mm-hmm. And they all went on to do other stuff. I think, yeah. And talked uh, about Tomahawk. Tomahawk. Yeah. I, I forgot how old Tomahawk is. Yeah, like this was Tomahawk was like right after. Yeah, like their first album was two thousand one. I think. Uh,
1: Mike Patton has his fingers in a lot of different, lot of different pies. I don't know if that's a saying, but it is now.
0: thinks it is now, and he certainly likes his pie. Uh, Tomalog, yeah, great band, and they they fucking started pretty soon after this. Um, and he kept he kept playing with with Kimball because he he'd been playing with Kimball in the in DK three for for years. It's uh, since like ninety four, maybe earlier than ninety four, which is I didn't know that until today. Um, and he also he also backed uh, Hank Williams the third. Mm-hmm. Which is very cool. um <laughs> Hank
1: Williams the Third is like the most <laughs> metal country guy. Oh, yeah. This kind of like by association, because yeah, I hang out with like the Jesus Lizard Melvin's. and Melvin. Yeah, yeah,
0: you're 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 all right by me. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. all right. uh And then uh David Yeah went to 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 join Kui, uh which was a duo before he joined, and. What else did he do uh I was flipper oh yeah he was he was in flipper for a second which is crazy um he even he even did some acting which is, he is, is an interesting guy he's very interesting guy graphic design graphic designer uh, and david it went on to be an accountant <laughs> they all went on to do just very i think he has his own like side project as well but i mean the, you, when you're doing this either you're working full-time with a, a bunch of bands or you're you have a job, mm-hmm. and that's just the sad truth of making uh music that isn't you know super mainstream.
1: But uh, yes, they get back to get oh eight. Does that first result-
0: reunion was oh eight?
1: yeah? Uh, hopefully they got paid properly.
0: I hope so. It was a uh, 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 they did a what did they do, Pitchfork and Ultima Parties and the no, no, the the touch and go anniversary was that the same, yeah i think it was a touch and go anniversary mm-hmm. as well i i think i'm not don't quote me on that mm-hmm.
1: um but I yeah they, they kind of sporadically play from them
0: yeah they, they they didn't even plan on reuniting after 2010 but they did they did some more and you know uh 26 2015 i think mm-hmm. around that area uh I, I i missed that reunion i i they were in la and i missed it and i was devastated i forgot the reason i couldn't make it but i think it was a valid reason yeah and, and i was i was like that was my one chance to see jesus and it kind of was yeah <laughs> it kind of was and I my don't... my drummer at the time he saw them and he was like uh he uh, he, he didn't even out. he didn't even want to talk about it. like he knew that I was like uh, I, I don't even want to tell you how good it was like yeah i, I, I no, it, it'd be too painful uh but they reunited in 2017 they did their first uh they did a tour in 2018, I think, uh, and haven't haven't played since then. I hope they can do again. Hopefully, but uh, yeah, they're they're around, and it, they yeah, they re, like we said at the very top, they reunited with with McNeely, which is the way it should be. Uh, goddamn, what a crazy fucking amazing band! Uh, oh my god, uh, recap.
1: Uh, for me, best goat. It is a a noise rock heavy music is that a thing if you like heavy music it's classic it is classic essential uh personal favorite shot uh, I I feel like it this well for me it was the second album I heard and in the context of the discography bought some some energy back to the band and then worst least favorite blue some interesting stuff but overall pretty discombobulated maybe maybe their hearts weren't fully
0: in it. Maybe not. For me, very simple. Uh, goat, best personal favorite, because it's the goat. Blue, worst least favorite, because it made me feel blue. <laughs> and that's the end of that. Thank you all so much for listening and watching and hanging out. Uh, this was a bucket list episode for me. There Just you go. had to get it out. I got uh, my
1: Doom episode, my Godish Jesus lizard episode. Yep. Now we got different bucket lists. Now we
0: have to <laughs> move on to the next one. Yep. Time to have a family and die. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's the next, next one. Yeah, if you like the video, like the video, uh, you, you share with your with your buddies. Comment, leave your picks for best and worst. Leave any anecdotes about Cheese Lizard. We love nerds. We need you, fucking nerds. These are the people we, we like and want. Um, uh, and, if, and if you feel so inclined, please join the Patreon. patreon.com slash every album ever. you got you know the bonus episodes, early access to the loose ends episodes. You get the merch discounts. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls. You get to request bands for us that we will actually do, uh, within reason. All right. We're not fucking going to cover a 50 album discography. All right. We're not psychos, but for the most part, we will cover it. Um, so go there for all of that. You can also find a Jesus lizard Spotify playlist link in the description. We got plays associated with most episodes and they're all at every And, uh, please, please. It is just, it is out today. My debut EP self-titled pander monkey out on all platforms. Uh, link in the description for that. It's on Bandcamp. It's on the Spotify's, Apple Music. It is. Uh, if you if you like anything about my tastes regarding this band, maybe you'll like the th- sounds that I make with those tastes. So give it a shot, please. And thank you. I prefer Jesus Lizard fans hear it than other other dipshits who think they like edgy music, but they just listen to bands like The Cure and no one else. And not that The Cure is bad, just there are other bands other than The Cure. was
1: trying to think of a shitty band, but I, 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 I'm well, the thing exhausted is, mentally. Those,
0: those people don't only like shitty bands. They like good bands, but they think those bands rule the world. And that's not true. Bands like the Heroin Cheeks also rule, even though you've never listened to them. Listen <laughs> to the Heroin Cheeks too, by the way. Anyway, what the fuck? I'm, I'm tired, as you, can t- as you can see. I said t instead of c. Okay, other plugs. I'm already forgetting the fucking plugs. Uh, follow me on all social media at Pandermonkey and follow Alex on Instagram at mother
1: puncher if you want to see all those
0: 45s. Hell yeah, follow our history guy Tom Osman at Tom Osman Sounds on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Uh you can check out his Substack at tomosman.substack.com where he writes about music and his debut album so much for all day's work, which you can find on all the platforms, Bandcamp as well as a link in the description. So do that, support that guy, support us and let us uh move on with our lives. Now, The time has come. I'm gonna no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm at I'm at a I'm at a stalemate here between you know it's gonna be from GOAT. Okay, you know I did
1: I didn't. Well, yeah, I'm like maybe you want to do curveball. I don't fucking know. But
0: so even though I have such a strong, powerful connection and history with the song uh, Carpus, I think the right move and what feels right is Rodeo and Juliet
1: there it is you did hype the shit out of it we
0: gotta do it and thank you so much for listening and watching see ya